It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It is a football Friday here on Sports by the Book. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you as always. We got a yeah, see there we go right out of the gate. We got a lot a lot happening as we get ready for the show here. But uh, as Chris and Vinny uh, get themselves all warmed up uh, in the bullpen here, look at this special guest. See you walking up. I'm like, oh wait a second, that's Frank Schwab. Hey, you know, I, I mean, that's what happens. I walk through a sports book. And you guys come on with us. Fine, I'll, I'll, I like talking ball. Why not? Well, we we can make it. We can make it pretty easy on you because the Chargers uh, didn't make it easy on themselves last night. Uh, of course, you can find find Frank's work over at Yahoo. Uh, but I mean, we knew it was coming at some point. We knew Staley was going to be out. We figured Telesco was going to be out as well. And they're both gone this morning. After what was. I, we'll get Chris and Vinny's opinion on it because they've been watching football a lot longer than I have. Uh, to me, the most embarrassing effort I've ever seen from a team, at least for one half of football. Yeah. 42 points to a team that was shut out the week before. And starting Aiden O'Connell. Oh, and starting Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, just, I mean, I was there last night. I went yeah. to the game as a fan, and uh, my wife was with me, and I was telling her, the coach is getting fired tomorrow. Oh, yeah. She's like, no way. Come on. She, you know, she's casual. I'm like, well, he's already got one foot out the door, and this effort is getting you fired every time. I mean, and it's his defense that let them down so badly. So you knew. You knew it was gone. The interesting question is, what comes next for the Chargers? And the one name I keep thinking about in the back of my head is Bill Belichick. I, I think that's, right? I, you know, quarter, the quarterback's there. The, the defense needs the work. And you have a roster, and you know it. It's not an easy roster to turn over because they have a lot of cap right. uh, that's already eaten up because, again, Bosa's pay, getting paid a lot of money. Mm -hmm. We know Herbert, for a minute, was the highest-paid quarterback mm -hmm. in the NFL. Uh, Keenan Allen, like, there's a lot of veterans. Mac, yeah, yeah I mean, there's like, a lot. There's a lot. It's not the easiest job whoever comes in next is the GM, but Belichick makes a whole lot of sense. We know we, we assume he won't be back in Foxborough right. next year, but, hey, it would be – there would be – there would be harder landing spots for Belichick than that one with an elite right. quarterback. And I think that's the thing. He wants to, he's 72 years old next year. Yeah. He does want to keep coaching. Maybe he just wants to go sit on his boat, right? I, I don't know. He seems to me like a football lifer who's never going to let it go. You want a ready made team. And he's chasing Shula. He needs about 15 more wins to catch yeah. Shula. So I think he wants to keep coaching. If it's not New England, where can you go to win right away? He's not taking over the Panthers' job. Why, why would you? Why would the Panthers want him at 72 with a young team? So. That's the name. I, the the fit I keep seeing is Belichick and the Chargers, which I think would be fascinating. It would it would be fascinating for sure. It also give Andy Reid and Sean Payton another elite coach to match wits with out there. Yeah, they're uh, not worried. They weren't worried about the Chargers last. Oh, they years. were not worried about the Chargers for uh, really, honestly, going back to Anthony yeah. Lynn. Uh, let, let's be real with ourselves on that. Uh, Frank, uh, just looking at these games this week, I just want to ask you about Dallas and Buffalo here because that's the big one. Yeah. The Bills, you know. Great first half last week, but Kansas City continually, as they've done all year, shot themselves in the foot le legitimately this week. Uh, and the Bills took advantage, got the win they needed to to get back in the playoff picture. Now this jumbled mess with all these teams at seven and six. The Bills are actually in last in the standings of those seven and sixes because of the AFC uh, tiebreakers that they lose. And now to get Dallas, who, what a team they are at home, they still haven't beaten the high-end opponent on the road yet, and this is a good opportunity for them as a two-point dog to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, this was a tough game for me to figure out. And one thing about the Bills that uh, I keep saying this week, I think they're either going to miss the playoffs or make the Super Bowl. I, I, I do. I, you know, it, it, 
I know that such a for for people will be like, what what the hell is he talking about? I actually kind of agree with right. you because they all they need is a foot in the door. That team yeah. is good. They are talented. All the advanced stats back that up, and they come home and they I think they know they have to win this game. Oh yeah, like this is a, a bit, they almost have to win out at this point. The funny thing is the divisions opened up for them. Oh yeah, yeah. Miami loss and some of their injury concerns. They could steal that division still. I think they're the more desperate team. But let's not act like the Cowboys aren't desperate too. Look at the tiebreakers in the NFC East. They need to win out. I, I, I fully believe that they need to win out to have any chance to win the NFC East. They know that. So two desperate teams, urgent teams, I think the Bills get it done because they're at home and, and they're going to have the crowd behind them and they're a very, very good football team. But this Dallas team, like you said, I think they're really, really confident right now. They have figured out a lot of things. Mike McCarthy, constantly underrated. I know everybody likes to bang on Mike McCarthy and, and he's a terrible coach. His resume is yeah. Like, let's be honest. At some point, he is a good coach. He's figured out C.D. Lamb is a fulcrum of our offense. Dak is cooking it with that. This is a, just a very good – I think it's a coin flip game. and I, It's not a game – it's a game of the week. Not when I'm really excited to get action on because right. I, it, it's such a coin flip. It's a, it's a very difficult game. I think the number's right for what yeah, it is, uh, just shy of a field goal. And I'm happy you brought up the McCarthy thing because we – everyone over, over in during the offseason, when Kellen Moore got canned, and the Chargers picked them up less than 24 hours later. That's usually usually that's the telltale sign. Hey, right. the team made the wrong move. No, no, no. This offense with McCarthy calling the plays has taken it to another level. And we've seen what happened with the Chargers. Now, not of the not all of that's on Kellen Moore, but Herbert what was did regress a little bit this right. year from what he was the past few years. Yeah, and I've been kind of a little contrarian on the whole like is Justin Herbert really great. Mm -hmm. Really, like where is it? Okay, I mean we we judge every other quarterback by wins and losses, right? Kirk yeah. Cousins can't ca catch a break in the public, but Justin Herbert gets a pass. Why? Because he had a great rookie season? I mean, anyway, that's what we're talking about. But I, I do think that McCarthy, why isn't he coach of the year? So, you know. I, really? Like, it, I mean, that, that award is wide open right it, now. Wide open. And you can make a case for five, six, seven guys. I actually think Peyton's going to win it. But, oh. I mean, if you go from one and five to making the playoffs, pretty impressive. I Trump would. Hate. I the narrative would, would be personally. I would vote Stefanski at the moment. That's when you've had four quarterbacks and you're mm -hmm. still looking like you're going to make the playoffs, and you sign Flacco off his couch and look <laughs> at what he's doing right now. Yes, uh, it's unbelievable. All right, Frank. Before we let you go here, uh, let you go enjoy the rest of your vacation. <laughs> um, what What else on this card have you possibly played already? What are you What are you looking at? I here? love the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. I really do because. I believe in Jake Browning. Like, we, we see these stories pop up, right? And, and some of these guys fade really quick. Like, maybe Tommy DeVito's going to be an afterthought, right? Maybe. Jake Browning, to me, seems legit. I, I, I really can't believe that a guy didn't get a snap for four seasons after college, but yet can be a viable NFL quarterback. But you watch him. Yeah. You watch a tape. There's nothing fluky about what Jake Browning is doing. This Bengals team around him is not only really talented, but I think they are invigorated by the challenge of winning without Joe Burrow. I love the Bengals going forward. I think they make the playoffs. I think they're actually kind of a dangerous team in that first round of the playoffs. And I'm not impressed. Nick Mullins, I guess. You're on your yeah. fourth quarterback. You're on the road. I, I didn't understand why this line wasn't rolling. So, you know, and with Zach Taylor, the first year, the year without Burrow, looked like he had no idea what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Just uh, Michael Lombardi used the word bewildered, and I think he was right. <laughs> I think he's yeah. right. He looked bewildered on the sidelines. And I don't know if it was just getting Joe Burrow or or it just the maturation of being a head coach in this league. Zach Taylor's one yeah. of the few guys that okay, you lose your quarterback, 
Now, does Brown, Browning walks in after a really rough first start against Pittsburgh? These last two, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. It, the game against Jacksonville is the best quarterback game I think anyone's had the entire season. I was watching that like, where is that? <laughs> yeah. How did this yeah. not get a chance before now? Uh, he was great in that. He was, and then last week, other than the pick six, he was, yeah, he was, was awesome. Bad. That, that was bad. a bad pick six. It was a bad one. But look, a guy uh, making his third career start, he's going to make mistakes yeah. like that. So that's uh, that's the first game of the triple header tomorrow. Right. It's a Minnesota. good games on Saturday. Yeah. Makes up for last night. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you had the over or the Raiders, you did pretty well yeah, right. last night. Frank, uh, thanks for hopping in with us today. Frank Schwab, everyone. Uh, Yahoo Sports, where you can find Frank's work. All right, when we come back, we're going to hockey change it. Vinny, Chris, maybe Jimmy. You never know what you may find on a football Friday here on Sports by the Book. We work hard to provide you with all the conveniences that will make you come back again and again. Things like free parking and easy checkout from the TV in your room. While you're here, be sure to use the club card to get all the perks, comps, free meals, and cash we want to send your way. It's simply the best player's reward system in Las Vegas. Membership is quick, easy, and free, and you can start earning points for cash and comps immediately. Go to the club booth to sign up today. Also take advantage of our business center, located right by the Benny Binion statue. Print boarding passes or enjoy the convenience of our FedEx, UPS, and U.S. mail services. Just another way we're here to serve. Also during your stay, don't forget the convenience of room service. You can enjoy a delicious meal in your pajamas from the comfort of your room. Just call extension 77085 or use the room service function on the TV in your room. And if you need a ride to or from the airport, our free airport shuttle can be scheduled with the front desk at extension 73139. Please give at least a 24-hour notice to reserve. For information on strip transportation, please call our bell desk. Finally, remember us for your next business meeting, conference, or banquet. From our 80,000 square foot exhibit hall to 70,000 square feet of convention space, which includes our grand ballroom, we have everything you need. Our getaway location and commitment to exceptional value and service have cemented our popularity with business communities around the country. Thank you for staying with us. Whether for business or pleasure, we're glad you're here. And we're here to serve. South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa, where there's something for everyone, all under one roof. Enjoy your stay. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. Big thanks for Frank Schwab hopping in. You never know who you may run into here at the South Point, especially during rodeo week, right? Right, Vincenzo? I tell you this, we, you know, people come visit us, say hello. We say, okay, now you have to work. You guys come with us. So we <laughs> well, put Frank right to work. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen Frank. It's been a little while. About right? a year, I would say, last time yeah. I saw him in person. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, love does it. good work. Well, does a does nice job. Can do a little bit of a little bit of everything. Yes. Uh, always uh, love chatting with him. Uh, previous jobs as well. All right, Vincenzo. First off, welcome back. Yeah, good to good see to you. Be, yeah, good to be here, buddy. Good, yeah. good, to, good to see you today. Yeah, uh, Chris is here. Just Chris is, is here uh, as well. In. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, We're doing our thing. There's a lot going on today. See, oh, <laughs> I see what Chris was going to do there. Wish he had done it, actually. The Jimmy Vaccaro walked back and forth in front of the desk. That's what <laughs> I, I was would, making sure uh, my computer was here. Oh, man. No, you're, you're good. So, uh, first off, uh, on a Friday here, yeah. football Friday, a little bit different, obviously. Not quite last week where it was one college game. We have a bunch of yeah. bowl games to get to. 
A little. Is that what they are? I, I guess. I guess also we have another FCS game tonight, which are the folks betting the FCS game like uh, teams uh, like they did last? A little last? bit. A little bit, yeah. Albany and San, South Dakota State tonight, uh, 20. Yeah, we got uh, got some money on Montana tomorrow. Okay. Against North Dakota State. That yeah. actually should be a really good game. Well, that's. So, South Dakota State, we talked about this last week. Uh, South Dakota State struggled last week against Villanova. They did, yeah. Uh, yeah. The wind played a gigantic role in that game. Uh, even it was with close being up, up until, you know, late, right? You know, yeah, I mean, what, what, yeah. What, can't, if, you're, if you're a 20-point underdog, you can't have a punt block return for a touchdown and expect to win a game on the road Correct. against a team of that quality. Uh, and, Vinny, you said that South Dakota State was a top 35 team in your power rating. They are. So, mm-hmm. A legitimate, really good team that's going to be better than a lot of these teams playing in bowl games over the next uh, few weeks. All right, before we get to the bowl games, we'll start in college as we usually do in this opening hour. I have to ask about last night because Mm. Brandon Staley, Tom Telesco, see you later. It was a matter of time for Staley. It was just a matter of when. And last night, I'm a little surprised. Richard Sherman on the uh, Amazon broadcast said that he should have been fired at halftime, and I actually kind of agree with that. With the way that first half went, where the Raiders scored 42 points and a half, 63 for the game. And quite frankly, I thought they were going to have a shot to beat the 73, which is the overall record for points in a game yeah. in the NFL. I and, know Sean Payton was rooting for that. Oh, I, I Sean Payton, <laughs> I, maybe Mike McDaniel in a, in a weird way rooting for it. To be like, see, guys, you guys got to go out and score 70 again at some point. But. <laughs> Uh, I, there were all sorts of records last night. I, I just got to, I just got to pull, uh, I just got to pull a few of these. The Raiders, the Raiders were the first team to score 42 points in the first half after getting shot in the game, after getting shot out since the Frankfurt yellow jackets in 1927. We didn't book that Frankfurt, game. Kentucky. Yes. Frankfurt. Wow. Yeah. For, oh, See, okay. if you're familiar with the... Uh, yeah, I was thinking the capital. There, there was a Germany uh, been, uh, a, a been, WFL team. That been good too. By the way, there was uh, the, uh, the, those, those yellow, that Yellow Jacket team was coming off a tie against the Dayton Triangles. You remember them, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> that Frankfurt team, they, uh, it's, a, it's good bourbon country. Yes, yes. They probably went drinking all, uh, as a result of that game, too. That's why they made... I think they started their own distillery. <laughs> but I... Chargers were right in firing Staley. I mean, that was beyond pathetic, and they'll play the three games out. They're going to be, I mean, they play Buffalo on Saturday next week, which if the Bills win, like, it could be 17, even though it's a road game for Buffalo. Well, I mean, there's, yeah, no home, yeah. there's no home field advantage. It's a backup quarterback. Could be well, worth a the, touchdowns. The, the thing, what, I mean, listen, I was going to say blowouts happen. Usually nowhere near that bad, but right. the team absolutely quit. I mean oh, that yeah. that's the thing and I, you know I was with uh I'm on a thread with a bunch of guys you know all from Pittsburgh and I said in the second quarter I said cuz you know the really the the subject has been for like the last couple of weeks what do we do with Pickett what do we do uh with Tomlin and uh second quarter I said well I can tell you right, right now Staley's going to be available and this morning they're texting wow you knew that in the second quarter I said yeah I really did because yeah, I mean, he was on the hot seat anyway. But and you, you just have you, you can't have your team quit like that on a national TV game. No, and chance. you got to remember, even the Spanish family, who's I guess a little bit, they're tight, but they're very, very wealthy. 
They're very wealthy. Uh, you don't embarrass a billionaire like that on national TV. You just don't do it and, and think you're going to get away with it. You just can't. I mean, <clears throat> this has been brewing for a while. Sure. Um, you know, we get asked a lot, too. Uh, you know, what's the price of, you know, and, you know, who's on the hot seat and what are the prices in, in, in order and all. We don't, we don't partake in that. You know, you never want to see somebody lose their job and everything like that. But you have to react to it because sure. you see teams often respond, right, when there's a coaching change, particularly during the course of the season, right? Chris, yeah. we went through this yeah. with the Raiders uh, recently and, and, and we'll continue to go through it. Um, but, look, it was brewing. Uh, nobody saw this you know, break out by the, by the Raiders, by any means. <laughs> what makes I you mean, say that? Not only did they, but here's the thing too, you have to remember, they, they lost, they got shut out last week. They got shut out three, nothing yeah. on with what, less than two minutes to go in the game. Then he was the I lowest mean, scoring. You were at the game. Too, I was right? thankfully not. No. Okay. No, thankfully but, not. I was, I was right here watching that one, rooting for the game to land nothing. nothing. Me too. It, it, I just <laughs> wanted it to happen. Which would have been the first time in, what, 80 years, I think we counted. It was during right? World War II. Yeah, uh, It was the Lions and the Giants did it, I think, in 42. Yeah, in, Det in Detroit. Yeah. And, uh, but, look, the, the, the reality is from our side of the counter now, you, you're going to react to it. Um, to your point about the game against Buffalo, Jeff, yeah, uh, what, what do the Bills do this week? Of course. Right, obviously, because they need every game. Uh, how do the Chargers respond? You figure there's going to be some type of response, right? Guys are now because now you've got players and personnel playing for their. They, they realize it's their jobs are on the line. All the all the coaches, right? Jobs all, are on the yeah, line. Yeah, everybody be back. So, who did they? I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, who did they name as interim head coach? They, Kellen they, Moore. They they no, it's not Kellen Moore. No. Uh, the they, they named the outside the outside linebackers yeah. coach Jiff Smith. G-I-F-F, -F, which already scares me that it, the name is spelled that way. Uh, so, okay. I don't know anything about Mr. Smith. Who's, I don't know. Uh, Vinny, I'm sorry. I didn't no, no, no. And I, I think that, you know, you have to anticipate there'll be, uh, you know, a, a, a much better effort. You can't, it can't get worse, right? I mean, so, um, look, uh, you know, this time of year, too, you're going to see all kinds of things going on uh, uh, and, and people fighting for their jobs as teams – get played out of it, the playoffs. You're going to have teams that get that can play the, their way into, but you got teams that are playing their way out of it. And at the same time, you've got players. And as we mentioned, uh, Chris, uh, you know, you've got, uh, you've got staff now. These, uh, these guys weren't where they're going to be next year. I would say really, it's not the players. Usually, I mean, yesterday was a big exception. It's usually not the players that quit on the field. It's like the week of preparation yeah. that they yeah. don't put in the work. But yesterday, evidently, they didn't do much preparation and they quit on the field. You know, so, uh, but these guys have jobs and they want their jobs. And you also have to remember the guy you're lying up against, he's trying to kick your ass. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. You, you better yeah. be yeah. at least a little bit ready, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, I, I, you know, I, I see certainly has to be some kind of response to what we yeah. saw yesterday. I'm not sure exactly what, but it's got to be some sort of strong response, at least mentally for these guys. What, one last stat from last night. The Raiders become the second highest point total for a team that was shut out the previous week uh, with 63 last night. The 1934 Philadelphia Eagles, which amazingly, that was not the Steagle era. I was, I was thinking uh, that. Uh, Steagles was more the early 40s. Right. Uh, yeah. 1934. They beat the Cincinnati Reds 
Ah. No word on if it was the baseball team or yeah. not. Uh, on that, the other ones that uh, did that the Akron Pros of nineteen twenty two with a sixty two point uh, with sixty two points, and then Vinny, of course, the Ro- the Rock Island Independence, of course, naturally putting it on the Rochester Jeffersons with fifty six that day. That was a nineteen twenty three. Those are those pre like regular NFL football team names are outstanding. Oh yeah, the the yeah. Independence, it's great yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a Gene Hackman movie. It might as well be. All right, let's uh, let's go to some college football. Let us start. We'll go. uh, We'll go. Even though this is lower on the rotation number, this is the first game of the day tomorrow at a good old eight ten a.m. Pacific time kick. You ready for that one, Chris? Eight ten in the morning for Ohio and Georgia Southern uh, in the Myrtle Beach Bowl uh, to get us started in bowl season here. Chris, uh, right now, Georgia Southern three against Ohio. And, of course, Chris, uh, this is now bowl season. We were we we're going to see a lot of moves yeah. throughout this. Uh, Ohio opened two and a half. And, of course, right. there are portal moves. There are uh, cool. all sorts of moves that cause the reason for this. Yeah, I was you know charting the bets before uh, I came on the show just to make sure I kind of, you know, got my head on straight for this one. I'm thinking, okay, the first one, Georgia Southern, plus one and a half? <laughs> you know, okay, I guess that's where we're at, though. Uh, I guess that's where we started. Uh, so Georgia Southern, the first bet was a plus one and a half, and uh, since then we've been as high as uh, Georgia Southern, minus three and a half. Uh, and now we're back to uh, three. They did take it with Ohio U. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of business on the game, and, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, the Jeff, these are all kind of like exhibition games. So, I mean, take your best shot. I don't follow either of these teams all that closely. Um, you know, were this a uh, regular season game, I would say, with you know teams at full strength, I think probably our number that we opened with Ohio two and a half would be uh, probably a pretty decent number. First of 39 bowl games outside of the, the playoffs, right? And... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chris hit on, on a key point, you know, it, it, treat them like exhibition games. So certainly not the limits that the playoff games are no. going to have, not even even the, the New Year's Six, uh, really, but also quicker line movement, even with, with lower point spreads, right? You have to be prepared to, uh, to, to just try to get as much two-way action as possible. So you're going to see a lot quicker line movement, uh, full participation, and there are people looking for, for an edge. Who, what, what, is the tra- what are the transfer portal ramifications? Uh, uh, in, involving e- each team, and and again, we so a year ago we saw about what thirteen hundred players at this time of year in the transfer portal. I think we're through two thousand yeah. right now. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, these two teams are no exception. So um, it's it's really a battle to uh, find out as much as possible going into these games to see who is not going to play, uh, whether it's an opt out or in these in, in, as well as the uh, uh, the transfer portal. So Curtis Rourke, the quarterback of Ohio, he's got he's not playing this game. He already right. transferred to Indiana mm-hmm. for next year. Nice get uh, for uh, for Signetti, the new head coach of Indiana. Of course, was at James Madison. Uh, C.J. Harris is injured, so third it's third string quarterback Parker Navarro is starting for there Ohio. Uh, Davis Brin 
uh, who is actually responsible for one of the more ridiculous quarterbacking performances of the year. That game in Wisconsin earlier in the year where he threw mm-hmm. six interceptions and somehow Georgia Southern, despite outgaining Wisconsin, couldn't cover 20 and a half uh, because of that. Uh, he is going to start for Georgia Southern. So they do have the regular quarterback in Ohio's on QB3. That's that's really the biggest, even more than just other starters oh, sure. that are out. That's really the biggest thing. And, and that's the position, right? Yeah. That's the ultimate uh, skill position, the impactful position. And really, it's about incentive, too, in a lot of these games. You, you, when you when you look at it, and, who, and you have to say, well, who's got more incentive? Georgia Southern, you, you talked about the, the Wisconsin game, Jeff, but this is this is a bowl game for them. And uh, you, you really have to try to gauge and determine Frankly, the interest of some some of these uh, some of these schools it's uh, it's 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 unfortunate, and uh, you know a lot of history here too, right? Especially under, under Frank Solich when uh, he was there at uh, at Ohio and did a, mm-hmm. did a great. But like you said, you know, for a variety of reasons, a third string quarterback going against uh, a first string quarterback that's very impactful, and I think we'll continue to see this number come down. Let's go to the New Orleans Bowl. A, uh, a usual suspect in this bowl, in this one, the Cajuns of Louisiana, uh, taking on Jacksonville State, first ever bowl game yeah. for the, the Gamecocks. Rich Rod gets them there in year one. Of course, them and James Madison are in these bowl games thanks to uh, not enough teams being eligible, not the what? NCAA actually eliminating Glad the rules. James Madison, they, right? Yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, so, uh, Chris. This is another one of these. Zion Webb is going to play for Jacksonville State, which okay. is very good news, who is the quarterback and can do a little bit of everything for the Gamecocks. Um, all things considered, yeah, there, there's some opt-outs for the Cajuns, but even without the opt-outs, I actually do like this uh, Did did like this Jacksonville State side. The open to three, the, it has been t- taken down to two and a half. Mm-hmm. So all things considered, this is actually one of the lighter movers uh, because oh, yeah. most of these these teams are mostly intact, in compar- especially in comparison to most of these teams playing in these games. Yeah, I think with both teams intact, I, I really thought the game was pick them okay. myself. Uh, didn't move it kind of quick when they did take the three. Um, I got to tell you, though, the way my power ratings work, uh, one year builds on to the next year. And I really uh, didn't have much on Jacksonville State. So I've been kind of chasing this one all year. And I think I kind of got it down now, or I'm at least pretty close. You'll pick them, and the number's two and a half. So, I mean, that's forgivable, certainly. Uh, but I did think this game was a legitimate pick with uh, all the teams uh, being represented fairly. So, again, probably, you know, I don't know if you're going to see a three again. I have a feeling you won't. Maybe you take a nice little money line on the dog. I think that's where the value is. But not a whole lot of value. I'm not telling anybody to go out there and go crazy on this one. Um, so the game came down. The total first went up and then has come down, right? I think we had uh, what, 56 to 59 and now 58. So uh, yeah, a couple of a little two-way action on the total yeah. on this one. So And you'll see, you'll tend to see, I think the general public looks to bet a lot of, uh, a lot of overs uh, in, in these games, especially the early bowl games, right, Chris? Yeah, I don't think yeah. they they think the hitting is all that intense, yeah. you know, in these games. And yeah. a lot of these kids, it's their, you know, it might be their final game or, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, in a bowl game really should be award, uh, a reward for a good season. And, you know, we've both been to New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty nice little reward, I'll tell Not you. Not too bad. <laughs> no, and, uh, but it uh, might be hard to keep your head on straight during a, during a week in New Orleans. Yeah. 
Uh, again, it, not a, not a far not a far commute for either of these teams. In all honesty, yeah. obviously in state for the Cajuns, uh, Jacksonville State, and is it is in Alabama uh, for for people that uh, needed a little bit of a geography lesson on. I did. Activity. There you go. Yeah, they're not a. Not, they're not the Dolphins. The Dolphins of Jacks of Ju regular Jacksonville, yeah. as we know, Jacksonville, Alabama, or uh, the Gamecocks. I, 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 I it's going to be very simple for me. On most of these bulls, it's almost always going to be a pre-flop pass, and then they go in game on almost every single bowl sure. game this yeah. year. That's not a bad way to go, Jeff. Just really. the way, just the way it has to be this year. Unfortunately, with the way uh, these teams, you don't even really know what you're getting. More likely than not. Speaking of not knowing what you're getting, Miami of Ohio, look, credit credit to the Red Hawks. They got it done in Detroit. They won the MAC. They're 11 and 2. Great season for them, any way you slice it. Mm-hmm. They take on Appalachian State, who's the only team who was able to knock off James Madison this year. Uh, but Miami of Ohio is down to quarterback number three. Yet again, uh, Brett Gabbard is hurt. Avion Smith is transferring, who we saw a lot of him uh, in the MAC championship. So Joey Aguilar will get the start uh, for for the Red Hawks here. Uh, for uh, yeah, again for or excuse me, let me rephrase that. Henry Hessen's going to start for uh, for the Red Hawks. Uh, Aguilar, of course, is the quarterback for for Appalachian Absolutely. State. Just mis- just misreading my notes as we usually do on a Friday show, guys. <laughs> Um, but uh, App State with Aguilar six and a half, um, Chris forty two the total on this one. Uh, this is in Orlando, Florida for this game, the Cure Bowl. I always really when I open these, I respect the, the market more than I respect my own numbers. Uh, so I did open at five and a half, even though my numbers came to seven. And I got to tell the more I look at this game, I think seven is probably a better number. You know, considering the opt outs uh, for the other for Miami. You know, uh, and I like Miami. Uh, I think that they, I think it's a pretty decent program, and I like that league, to be honest with you. But I do think seven is a uh, little bit better number. I want to mention the total, though. We opened at 47. Yeah. Yeah. And what are we down to? 42. 42. You know, so pretty uh, pretty big tumble on the total. And that's all with money, too, by the way. I mean, we've got to bet every step of the way. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be rooting for some scoring in this one for sure. Yeah, I, I I think this does get to seven, and actually going against the uh, the third quarterback, uh, you might see it go through it. Uh, actually, so I, I like Chris's uh, Chris's seven, and uh, so, it's not a shock. And again, it's a shame for like Miami of Ohio, and and these MAC teams just get crushed in the transfer portal. These oh days. yeah, sure. Uh, more so than any conference, it feels. Well, like. they're right in the middle of a bunch of other really good yes. conferences. Well, there are a, a bunch of other good teams. Well, know? I mean, look, I mean, your your same footprint as all the Big Ten. Yeah, so the Big mm-hmm. Ten scouting your team like crazy, you and know? the Big Ten teams are playing a lot of these teams early in the year. Yeah, also, right. to see hey, who shined on tape against us? Maybe right. we'll go after those guys. That's a big, big thing. And, uh, you know, I'm unfortunately, I guess one of the leagues that's going to get hurt quite a bit, at least in the, its present form and under present rules and, and so forth. And it's a ripple effect, right? Because a lot of these guys who had hoped to play, let's say in the Big Ten as, as freshmen, they didn't, but they got a year or two under their belt. And now you see the movement from the bigger schools, from let's again, we'll use the Big Ten as an example. Well, now it's almost like you know farm system, right? I mean, these are hey, I'm going to go, I'm oh, sure. going to take a chance, and you, I think you're you're going to see even more 
more involvement by staffs of Big Ten, Big 12 schools uh, looking at, at the MAC and, and literally uh, identifying players that they want to be they want to uh, reach out to. I think Nebraska's probably going to do it, especially since Nebraska wasn't able to sign um, McCord. I think uh, you're, you're probably going to see them uh, do some – I mean, they'll look everywhere, but uh, I, I could see them taking a long, hard look at the MAC schools. McCord hasn't uh, committed yet anywhere, but Nebraska's not even on the list. Well, no, he – I think he uh, did. He commit this morning? No, no. He 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 was he went there for a visit. Yeah. He was, they, were, they were hoping to sign, but he was like, "No, I'm not." But I think, the, and I thought, I think Nebraska was hoping that he would. By the way, Kyle McCord has Michigan apparently on his list. Could you even imagine oh. if that happened? Could you even imagine? Oh. <laughs> like Babe Ruth going to the Yankees <laughs> from the Red Sox? <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't think it. I think he's going to Syracuse, but that's a different discussion for for a different day. All right. Fresno State and New Mexico State, uh, some old whack action here. Um, New Mexico State, of course, uh, in, in the USA title game, they fall short. Pavia got hurt midstream in that mm-hmm. game against Liberty. It looks like he is going to be back for this game tomorrow. This is also uh, an easy trip for the Aggies going from Las Cruces to Albuquerque here for the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, Fresno's obviously had a very down year, all things considered. Uh, of course, Tedford stepping away from the program for this game as well. Uh, three and a half right now with the Aggies laying it against Fresno, Chris, with a total of 51. Yeah, we opened this a little lower, two and a half, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, we got bet up. I think Jerry Kill, I think people are going back to see just what a good coach he is. You know, in that Auburn game, I think probably uh, lit the scoreboard for him. You know, a lot of people remembered, oh, yeah, he was really good at Minnesota, and then he had, uh, I guess, a- epileptic epileptic seizures that forced him into a retirement. I know he was doing some work for some other teams, but Jerry Kill was a very, very good coach. New Mexico State, (laughs) I mean, ordinarily, like a a bottom 10 team, bottom certainly 10%, I would say, of uh, college football. And uh, he got this team on the winning track. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, with all the uh, problems at Fresno State and all that, I think think New Mexico State is, is... probably the right side uh given with a lot of uh you know situation including the game being played now i mentioned earlier at the top it's about incentive too with a lot of these bowl games and i think new mexico states is on a mission here um and again i'm not saying that uh that fresno doesn't care but it's a matter of who's got more intensity and who's looking to make a bigger statement and i think and plus this new mexico team we've seen them with some Really good results here, particularly in the last month. So uh, I think this number continues to, to climb. I would. I agree. I, I expect this to be four by the time we, sure. we, we kick, at least. at least on this one. Again, what a job by Jerry Kill, as we've, we've said all year with New Mexico State. Yeah. That's an almost impossible job to win that, and he's in a conference <laughs> championship game and beating Auburn on the road at Jordan. Yeah, yeah. you know, he was in a position, though. He, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Of course. I mean, yeah. he had, his job came up. He thought, he saw it as his way to get back into coaching, and, you know, you kind of got to root for a guy like Jerry Kill. I mean, he was a successful coach, and due to just a weird medical condition, um, you know, he had to sideline himself, essentially. But, I, you know, I hope he's better. I hope they found you know, whatever cure or whatever, whatever you want to call it, that his, uh, his epileptic seizures. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to see him stay in New Mexico state per se, 
But I'm glad to see he's in the coaching ranks once again. All right, let's go to one that just all sorts of transfers across the board in the uh, in the L.A. Bowl. Brought to you by Rob, Rob Gronkowski as the yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, the uh, <laughs> sponsor, the, the Gronk Bowl. Yeah, might as well be uh, UCLA and Boise State. Of course, last time we saw Boise, they were running all over UNLV at Allegiant yeah. Stadium. Uh, UCLA uh, rumblings that Chip Kelly was going to be out. I never fully bought that. Uh, a seven and five year, a little bit of a disappointment in the final year in the Pac-12 for the Bruins. Now, I mean, there's so many guys out of this game with the transfer portal. Both starting quarterbacks, Dante Moore is in the portal. Um, Taylor Green is in the portal for the respective teams. Um, uh, injuries on the Boise State side as well. Uh, UCLA is. 10 guys in the portal, yeah. including, uh, well, not in the portal, but heading to the NFL, Alatu, who is the defensive player of the year in the Pac-12 this year as the defensive end, the big-time pass rusher for the for the Bruins. Uh, it does look like they might have Ethan Garbers fully available for this game, which would give them an edge at quarterback regardless of who starts for Boise. And, Chris, you've moved this from three all the way to five and a half. The betters have taken it uh, over the last – 10 days or so uh, in L.A. for this one. Yeah, we were as low as two and a half at this, mm-hmm. uh, on this game at, at one point. Uh, and I, I'm not in as bad a shape as you think because I got a lot of money on Boise that took me down to two and a half. But since then, it's been all UCLA money. Uh, they laid me the uh, three, the four, the four and a half. So, uh, you know, as, as of now, I'm, when they kick off, I'll be rooting for Boise. It wouldn't be surprising uh, if that stays there. Total didn't move a little. They bet me under 49, under 48 and a half. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, one of those games, again, I'd love to see both these teams at full strength. I think it'd be a pretty interesting game, you know. But now, I mean, listen, every game's interesting if you have a bet on it. But otherwise, I wouldn't be too crazy about this game. I think as the we get closer to kickoff, too, this total will come up, right? I mean, they're laying the price. Uh, it, I, I just think with these two teams, I think we could see some points, and I think that this total uh, will go back up and it'll correlate. You know, it's it's kind of right. You, you see a favorite just just getting get bet up, and you see the total get uh, come down. Uh, I think public gets involved with the totaling on on the overside. Like I said, no idea on any of these games. Going well, yeah. really, really don't. And if Garbers is able to play, then yes, this number is justified, even with the opt outs, even with the transfer portal for UCLA. It makes sense, and. Again, we talked about it with Boise. This is the weakest Boise team we have seen in years. About and here, 20 years. And, and here they are still. Again, a Mountain yeah. West champion yeah. playing in the number one bowl slot for the Mountain West. This used to be the old Vegas bowl slot. Now they shifted it over to LA because the Vegas bowl now has, well, was the Pac-12 against the Big Ten or the SEC. Probably the SEC versus the Big Ten moving forward uh, in that bowl with the back, with the Pac-12 uh no longer existing. We'll, we'll have the national championship here. <laughs> well, at some point, at some point, some probably yeah. at some point we will. All right. One more for Saturday. And then I, I at least want to take it to Monday and Tuesday since, uh, uh, we could, we have you both here before uh, a show next week, Texas tech and Cal in the independence bowl. Nice, uh, nice fun trip for Cal from Berkeley to Shreveport, Louisiana. What a fun one that is. At least it's, <laughs> 
It's least, no bus ride. Hey, at least it's <laughs> Definitely not, not. At least it's not Christmas in, in Shreveport anymore for, for those kids. Um, Texas Tech is three. 58 is the total. These teams actually relatively, un, uh, at least Texas Tech, uh, Baron Morton is going to play, it looks like, where there is a lot of question of will he be healthy, will he go in the portal. Looks like he's going to play. Cal missing a few pieces, nothing overly large, though, though in this one. So Red Raiders three, Chris, uh, total 58 on this one in the, in the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, L.A. I, I opened this Texas Tech three. Yep. Um, trying to see the first bet came in on. Oh, I'm trying to figure this out because first bet it looks like came in on Texas Tech. I went to three and a half, back to three, and then back to two and a half where they laid me Texas Tech. So right now, uh, I do not want the game to come three. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a pretty decent two way action. This game got some uh, money on the under as well. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but they see they bet me under fifty eight, under fifty seven and a half. Bet me back over fifty seven. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, Cal. I think it was one of those teams for me that was very surprisingly good this year. I didn't. I did not expect much uh, from them. So um, you know, I, I'm kind of kind of rooting for Cal a little bit in this one. For uh, no, you know, at, at least at this point. Doesn't look like, like I said, it looks like the only thing I need to do is avoid the three. So, uh, yeah, at this point, I would say I'm probably rooting for Cal just because I kind of like the team that uh, they they were a bit of a surprise to me this year. It's the nightcap, right? So everything will be going yeah. to it. And uh, let's remember, and we'll get to them in a little bit, but we've also got the three NFL games. So this yeah. team is going to play a, play a role uh, in terms of uh, of how the day goes for uh, for both betters and bookmakers tomorrow. Again, this is uh, this is a whole new world with these bowl games, especially sure. if it, yeah. over the last three years, especially <clears throat> now where it's just it's hard to really handicap these games. Mm-hmm. A lot of these big movers, a lot of these numbers are gone as well. I'm just they just it's a tough go again. That's why I said earlier in the show, other than the playoff game, and other than maybe maybe uh, if. If Oregon guys decide to sit in the Fiesta Bowl, maybe a bet on on Liberty. That's basically it. That's basically all I'm going to be looking at in these games. Or in game, you know. No, in game's a whole right? different yeah, animal. It's different, yeah. Because hey, look, even when the team players weren't opting out, yeah, you could look at. I mean, the one that stands out was back in the day when Army played Houston, and Army is still scoring touchdowns in that bowl <laughs> game from five years ago. So. <laughs> How about the? It was a big deal. Remember McCaffrey sat out. Everybody was yeah, yeah, up yes, yes. I mean, it yeah. seemed now again when you've got about two thousand players in the transfer portal alone, and you know that, that doesn't include obviously the 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 guys that have declared for the draft or are eligible for the draft. I mean, it's it's staggering. I mean, and again, it's advantage betters, uh, frankly, because of. Of, of of those circumstances, and that's why the limits are lower, and that's why the games move as quickly as they do. All right, let's uh, let, let's do one thing on college hoops for tonight because there's a gigantic, gigantic game tonight. Yeah, in Seattle, plays basically as a Gonzaga home game. Yeah, Gonzaga and UConn. This is a late tip too, seven o'clock Pacific yeah. time. Nice. Nice game to uh, have your NBA and NHL and all yeah. that fun go through tonight. 
Uh, Chris, you opened at four. Hasn't moved the whole I day. Say, would you show it for? Yeah, yeah, haven't moved. Uh, total's been bad up from one fifty and a half to one fifty three, which is no shock. Uh, with especially with Gonzaga playing. Uh, with that said, I like UConn. I, I just th- I know it's basically a, a de facto Gonzaga home game. Obviously, a little different playing in Seattle than Spokane, but still going to be a ton of Gonzaga fans there. I just think UConn's a lot better than they are this year. I think that's really just what it comes down to more than anything, Vinny. I made the, yeah, I've got Connecticut the favorite. I think it's right there. I actually had Connecticut, uh, you know, and this is supposed to be a neutral, but you can't treat it as a complete neutral. But I think Connecticut is better off playing this game uh, in Seattle than in Spokane. I mean, that. Connecticut? Yeah. yeah the, right. the, the cracker box that is, I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's, you know, stores is tough too, right? For people. So an on campus uh, facility is is much more challenging. No, no question about it. And that's where, that's a huge advantage for, that's why so many teams did not go up and play Gonzaga. If you remember up, up until the last, prior to the last few years, Gonzaga would have to play these kinds of games away. They would never get these games. Nobody wanted to travel up there. I think Duke was the first one a few years back. Shashevsky went up there to his credit uh, in that regard. But this is a game, uh, certainly Connecticut is used to this this type of travel and this type of environment. Uh, you know, the neutralizer is that it's uh, an easier trip for Gonzaga. Um, but uh, on a neutral, I'd have uh, Connecticut. Uh, I didn't give a full full home court advantage here for Gonzaga, maybe a point and a half or so, but I'd have this about six in my power ratings. Ken Palm has this game, uh, Connecticut two. Connecticut two and a neutral? Yeah. Yeah. Semi away is what it's written as. Is that the way he's got it? Whenever you get get one of these these games, even though granted, Connecticut at MSG, he had as a neutral. We all know that not yeah. neutral that was, with UConn at MSG. But it's a similar situation, right? Yeah, I mean, very here, this similar. is what you're it's, looking it's at here, the right? Exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. I mean, so. Uh, but look, I, this UConn. I mean, UConn's only loss is by four at the Fog. I mean, this team is every bit, at least in the early going. I don't know. To, I don't know if yeah. they're. I don't know if they're as good as they were a year ago. Obviously, because that team was, even though they had their lull in the middle of the year, that team was unbelievably talented, and they showed it throughout. Showed it at the beginning of the year, and obviously showed it in March and April. But this team is, re- with, with to me, the country's a little bit weaker this year. Other than Arizona and Purdue, right? I don't see anyone in the country that's better yeah. than this team right now. Which, yes, I think I don't think they're as good as last year right now, Jeff. But I mean, to they com- could be by like, the end. Com- when when they get though to the tournament, there's enough pieces, obviously, there from the championship team. Um, they'll get better as the season goes on, with these types of games too. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, Ken Palm has them number four in the country. Yeah, at this point. that's probably about right. That's yeah. Houston number one. Yeah, Houston still has a yeah. look. Houston hasn't really played anyone yet. No. Yeah, and, and Arizona and Purdue after that. Well, I think Vinny's yeah. been telling me about Arizona for a while. Arizona yeah. plays Purdue tomorrow in Indianapolis. That's so, a, yeah, so. a game and a half. Huh? That's pretty good, yeah, and, that's it, a, and it's on yeah. Peacock only. Well, well done, everybody. Uh, but uh, re- regardless, um, a Houston team. By the way, we'll find out with Houston. We actually brought this up with Kai McKeon yesterday on the show of. Because BYU is top 10 Ken Palm also, which watching oh. them, I think, is nuts that they're that high in that. That was three-man weave guy. Yes. He liked, he liked uh, Gonzaga, I think, right? Uh, he, uh, at the, yesterday there were some overnights that were at five. Oh, okay. He liked the five. Okay. So, yeah. and a little close, yeah. Close, with it down to four now. Um, 
But Houston, by the way, uh, I'm curious that they play A&M tomorrow. That will be a good game as well. I'm curious to see how Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, all those teams that came into the yeah. Big 12 this year do with playing elite teams night yeah. in and night well, out. Well, Houston is not particularly deep, and they haven't, you know, it, it, it's, it's not, I, I'm, I'm, listen, they're a good team. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, top I've got, 16 team I've, got, I've got Arizona as my, uh, my top rated I, team. I, I agree. At the moment, the way they have, are playing, and I mean, you want a Cameron Indoor. Yep. I know Michigan State is below water right now, but that is still a tournament caliber team, no despite the fact that they haven't played. They play well. everybody. Uh, and they destroyed a really good Wisconsin. I mean, yes. They put 98 on Wisconsin last yes. week, which is not an easy thing to do with that defense that the bad. They've got a perimeter game. They've got an interior game. They shoot free throws well, especially you saw that uh, at the end of the uh, the Duke game in Cameron, and that, that's critical. And, and they rebound. You look for teams with good guard play that can shoot free throws and can rebound. That's and that that makes that's a those are the, the key preps for uh, for the big dance. Arizona's in the midst of a run where they already played Wisconsin. They get Purdue in this game in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, then they play Alabama in Phoenix, and then they come here to play Florida Atlantic next Saturday. So oh, wow. that's a really that be a good game. That's yeah. a really good stretch of games, four yeah. straight against high end competition. And you steamer, you go through this four and oh. I mean, there's no doubt who's number oh. one. Um I'm, actually Vinny, what I uh, I know there aren't numbers up, but Purdue's gotta be what, two in that game? It's that in uh, it's in it's Indy. In, yeah. I think they're Purdue one and two, a half. One and a half? Yeah, if, yeah. I actually you know, Purdue you know, it's kind of hard to figure them out sometimes, right? I mean, you, you look at these, look well, at only North, Northwestern, Northwestern, but yeah. who, who shot like Villanova did in the 85 title game against against Georgetown, right? It was ridiculous. And credit them. I mean, their perimeter, they, they, they buried threes uh, that day. But um, yeah, I mean, Purdue is, is a deserving favorite. I mean, it's a shorter trip. Uh, certainly, oh, like, like tonight is a home game for. It's a home for, game for, for Purdue. Yeah, and uh, you know they're 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 a quality team. We saw them uh, uh, we saw them respond in a few games. They've been down at, at the half, and and they make good adjustments at halftime. So uh, they're they're a quality side. But uh, yeah, two there is uh, is is my note. In fact, it's probably po- there's got to be some overnights on that game. What's that? Which game? The uh, Purdue Arizona game for uh, for tomorrow. Right now he's got uh, Ken Palm. Oh, this is Ken Palm. I haven't looked at. The- Ken Palm has uh, Purdue by one. Yeah. Uh, just, just, oh. just uh, <laughs> looking right now. <laughs> Wait, our marks are not on. <laughs> no, well, I'm. By re- the way, we have so, to start over. So I'm the, reading. I'm reading my computer. Yeah, thanks. So, so, so the, <laughs> right, you just totally derailed the segment there, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot you guys were back there. Sorry. Yeah. Keep us, um, keep us I thought trying. I was talking to these two yo-yos over here. Arizona, by the way, Purdue is one in the overnight. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, again, one, one and a half feels yeah. right. It's right there. Um, the Ken Palm numbers are usually pretty close. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I will tell you, we'll be on the show tomorrow morning. Uh, Alex and I, I can almost guarantee you I'm going to bet Northwestern tomorrow. I can almost tell you that right now because they're coming off of just an unfathomable loss to Chicago State earlier yeah. in the week. Did- yeah, and the celebration was akin to. Oh, uh, the, I mean, that's I the mean, best win in Chicago State's athletics it, program's history, yeah. basically. It looked um, like uh, 
won they won the Super Bowl. Honestly, yeah. they basically did by doing and they that. Should. Good for them. And uh Northwestern plays DePaul, who is not any good despite what no. they did to Louisville last week. <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. I had to. I had to. I mean, it's kind of a joke. There been some some really look at what UNLV did with uh, well, yeah, Craig the other how about night. that? I mean, it's a similar. You, know, there, you you hit on a key point. Is it wide open? Yeah. I mean, are there some elite? It's always wide teams? open now. Yes, but there are going. We've seen and will continue to see some some significant surprises as we negotiate uh, this uh, schedule through the winter. No, look, we'll, we'll see. Creighton just can't play the Mountain West. That's all that yes, is. I mean, yes. Colorado State beat them by 21, and then UNLV is a good side, Colorado uh, State. Colorado State's a good team. Very good. Uh, they're, they're the class of that conference. I would them say. and San Diego I, State. Yeah. Yes. Um, Agreed. And UNLV, I mean, we've been waiting for that moment with UNLV for them to finally bust through. And yeah. With both Boons active, we finally saw it. Uh, uh, two nights ago against Creighton, and that game was never even competitive. No, they uh, total beat them from the start. Yeah. yeah, total whipping in that game. Uh, UNLV, by the way, uh, St. Mary's tomorrow, and then Hofstra before the New Year. Two actually pretty yeah. nice tests for UNLV yeah. coming up. Uh, the uh, the pride pretty good at this basketball thing this year, Vinny. You know what, Hofstra? Uh, I got to play there. You did, uh, and in Hempstead. I, yeah, I did uh, for uh, for basketball and for. Uh, <laughs> For fitness, we had a fitness. For fitness, that was the first time I had for fitness. Oh yeah, nineteen seventy-five. I was on the. Did the climb the rope? No, I didn't have to. We we had we were, everything was outside. It was it was worse than that. We had it was the United States Marine Corps physical fitness training program. Oh good. Oh, oh good. Well, I had to join the team because the chemistry teacher who also ran the bookstore. Um, wait, I, hold on a second here. Yeah, wait which second. which Vinny was very much involved in the book part of the bookstore okay so um Got yeah <laughs> we had to do all of these uh exercises it was my first experience uh, uh on astroturf and chrissy and i often talk about your early astroturf which is basically indoor outdoor carpet yeah. on plywood and it was a nightmare but anyway uh you were assigned a a marine was assigned to you to every member of the team and if you did not succeed in your particular uh heat and it was pull-ups push-ups sprinting and everything i was pretty fast you know considering but the fact i just kept running we had a 300 yard dash and i didn't finish first i never went back to the finish i never went back to starting line. I went, yeah. I went right. adios i was like thank god it was the last it was the last part of it and anyway. i see that on uh forrest gump or something yeah. <laughs> Vinny gump that was me i just kept going oh man but it was great all right, we're going to take a quick break. Oh. We come back, second hour of the show. Be an hour and five minutes, technically. Forget the top of the hour. We don't need that because we have 15 NFL games to get into, including three tomorrow. Triple header in the NFL as we get ready here on Sports by the Book. A football Friday at the South Point Studio. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. 
Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib. Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. And if you're craving a taste of Italy, come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu, plus a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. Balance your hunger with Zenshin. There's the Christmas tree, all the sports balls you can imagine on there uh -huh. here. At the South Point uh, Sportsbook, of course, where that is. I'm Jeff Parles. It is Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. Chris Andrews, Vinny Maliul alongside. We may see Jimmy at some point. Hopefully we will. Hopefully. He's in, he's in his afternoon briefing. Oh, he's in his afternoon briefing. Well, regardless, at some point, the next time we see Jimmy, we're getting the etiquette, the yeah. spy etiquette story, regardless if it's we today, next that week. all week. Right? And, well, worst comes to worst, he can come in tomorrow morning and all tell right. it. I mean... Wouldn't 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 hurt the viewership if uh, for for Saturday Not morning if we had that wouldn't hurt it at all. So let's go to the NFL guys. Uh, Fifteen games, three tomorrow, and let's start there. Cincinnati, Minnesota. Uh, Nick Mullins, welcome to the party for the Vikings. The fourth different starting quarterback for Minnesota this year. Jake Browning has been awesome the last two weeks in back to back wins for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Chris Vinny, Bengals are three opened at four. Um, betters have taken Minnesota here in this one. Uh, you know, the Josh Dobbs story was fun. was was a great story, but ran out of gas. And this is the right move by O'Connell going with Mullins to at least see what he might be able to do here in this spot. Well, I think I think there's going to be some probably support once we find out about Jefferson, who's practiced this week, right. right? So he's 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 probably looking to play. I think that's why there was a take on the number. Um, but I also think that there'll be some support for the Bengals here. Uh, we certainly don't want to see a three, but I mean, they'll lay the three, I think with the, uh, with the Bengals. So, so overall, I think it'll be a, a pretty good two-way betting game, Chris. They're starting to lay the three a bit. You know, they did take, uh, four and three and a half. Uh, and I can understand that the Vikings have, you know, pretty good defense totals, relatively low. Uh, although it's bounced up, it went from 39 to 40 to 40 and a half. But uh, I think with Jefferson being back, I think there's uh, eh, that's a a good reason to bet the Vikings. But I think it did kind of hit that low water mark at three, where you're going to see a little bit of uh, support for for the Bengal team. So Jefferson, of course, had the chest injury last week in his first game back. Mm -hmm. Left that game. We all know Minnesota beat the Raiders three nothing last week, and 
the lowest scoring indoor football game in NFL history. What was it? The lowest scoring indoor game in NFL history. Three nothing. So Wow. You know, that only makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Especially yeah. after last night. We're yeah. a lot of, we're in a lot of domes when the games were finishing two nothing. No, so. no, I'm thinking of those Lions games at uh was it Forbes? No, what was it? The Silver Dome, right? No, was it Ford Field? Well, now it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah but what was the old? The Silver, Silver Dome. Dome. Was there one before the Silver Dome or no? no the so. outdoor stadium. Oh. oh. Where the Lions played? Briggs, yeah. It was Briggs Stadium. They played where the Tigers Briggs played. Stadium. Okay. Yeah, Briggs, Briggs Stadium was the site of the last nothing. Nothing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, with uh, the Lions and, and the uh, Giants. What, what were we saying? At 42, Vinny? 1943. Right? 43 is what we yes. said. Okay. Um, 80 years ago. There we go. That's uh, a whole lot of fun. I'll say on this game, and I'm just curious when, because we're dealing, and we're dealing with backups and third strings and fourth quarter. We're dealing with all the way down the barrel here on with all these backups because of all the injuries here. But I will say this about Jake Browning, and and you brought it up the week where that he came in, where his high school numbers were sick. Yeah, he 90 touchdowns in his yeah. senior year at Folsom High School in California. Uh, got Washington to the playoff. I think a lot of people forget yeah. that that he was the quarterback of that team. They made the college football playoff then. But that was Alabama was the team that stomped them in the Peach right. Bowl that year. Um, but he's looked like a real NFL quarterback. We're a guy who had been in the league for four years. We saw Easton Stick last night, five years in the league without right. real action. Didn't go well, as we know. <laughs> uh, but but for Browning, after that first start against Pittsburgh, where it looked like, all right, you know what? He's going to play out the string. The Bengals will miss the playoffs. It's just one of those years where nothing went right. Mm-hmm. Your franchise quarterback gets hurt, and so be it. But this looks like a team that Browning's going to play like, forget the two weeks ago because that's not sustainable. Even if he plays like he played last week Mm -hmm. where he made the big mistake, he threw a really bad pick six, but then stabilized from that and played really well, Cincinnati can get to 10 wins, which is the number you need to get there this year. You get to 10-7, and you're going to get in in the AFC playoff picture. Well, I, think, I think the teams responded to him too. Chris. Yes, I, well, I think the, the teams responded. Said, and, yeah. You know, something I've said for a while. I think Zach Taylor. If you look at him, uh, I did not like him as a rookie coach, but I think he's grown into the, his position. And I think one of the things that they've done, they could figure out what Browning can do, and it's not the same things that Joe Burrow could do. So they they catered their offense to uh, to what this kid could do. And you know, he listen. You don't just throw up those numbers for no reason, and you don't lead a team to the uh, to the college football playoff, especially you know the Pac-12. Okay, there's years they've been down, but you know there's still a you know a very legitimate league that he won the league, got him into the playoffs. I mean, the kid has some talent. The yeah. kid can play. Mm-hmm. So I think they they did try to figure out what can he do best, what can he do to help us win the, these games, and uh, you know. So far, they're doing it. I, I'm, I don't want to. It's not like they're lighting the world on fire, but they seem like a pretty efficient football team, and they absolutely can make the playoffs. I mean, they went from totally dead, yeah, ten I mean, point underdogs against uh, against Jacksonville mm-hmm. on that Monday night, to winning that game outright, mm-hmm. to winning with the. I mean, that game. If it wasn't for the pick six, that game's thirty four seven. I mean, sure. that game was a yeah. total. They jumped down. Out. They if jumped out at fourteen nothing right away. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean if it wasn't for the pick six, that mm-hmm. game was not even competitive. I yeah. mean, I know it was. 14-14 at halftime, but Cincinnati mm-hmm. drilled him in the second half. You know, to, to Chris's point, too, about Taylor, I, I have to tell you, you know, we, we talk about, too, how 
you know, these, these rookie quarterbacks or second-year quarterbacks, there's so much expected of them. You oh, know yeah. what? It's the same thing with a lot of these coaches. I mean, if, you have, if you're hiring a coach as a general manager, as an owner, if you're hiring a coach that has no head coaching experience in the NFL and you expect them to be you know, Bill Belichick right away, well, what, what, wait a second. That, that's not, that's not going to happen. I mean, let's let's face it. So I think we, you know, credit credit the organization for at least you know sticking with it, and credit him for adjusting too. Right. Though, to your point, Chris. So, but that that that's another thing that we we see, you know, in in this league and in, in this, you know, it's this day and age of immediacy, right? Yeah. You know, we expect these these rookie quarterbacks to 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 you know be Brady esque, if you will. Well, we're expecting, you know, bigger things out of a lot of these inexperienced coaches too. And it's just, it takes time. It's a different world. Well, and it's interesting for Taylor. Remember, that was in the middle of when the NFL teams were just hiring guys who had anything to do with Sean McVay. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it didn't yeah. matter. Right. You could have been, you could have washed this car and you yeah. might have gotten a job in, in the NFL with the way that everyone was yeah. trying to re- recreate what Sean McVay did in Los Angeles with the Rams. And... That first year, Taylor, I mean, didn't look like an NFL coach. Oh, I thought he was. Now, dead, granted, yeah. that team was awful that year. I understand. But he, both of you brought it up. Like the way he's developed. And yeah. now I have confidence in him to be able to, all right, get Jake Browning to the NFL playoff. Like, yeah. never would have thought that three years ago. Yeah. No, no chance. You know, yeah. you know, Jeff, when I get guys back here and they're starting yeah. a supervisor, and yeah. I, I really don't know what I'm doing. Stop. I says, this is your first day. I said, you're going to look back mm-hmm. a year, two years, three years, five years and say, holy cow, I was, you know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing then, <laughs> but look at where, how look far I've now. come. Yeah, I absolutely. said, so that's just expected. That's, right. that's the way it works. No, you're not going to owe everything day one, but the fact is you're getting paid to do a job and you're supposed to learn as you go along. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I give this guy credit because I, I knocked him as much as anybody when he started. I thought it was going to be a disaster, but he did come along, and he's. I think he's learned the game really well. And he gets along with with Burrow, which is all that really Ooh, matters. I, that, mean, yeah, I mean, that's pretty important. big, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. All right, let's go to the second game tomorrow. Colts and Steelers. Uh, you know what? I'm going to call this game the I don't know anything about these teams <laughs> despite being in December. Bowl. I don't know anything. Like, the Steelers defied logic all year. With a negative point differential, only one game over 400 yards of offense, and they're seven and six. Indianapolis, I, at some point, and last week might have been the moment where the regression finally starts for them, where Minshew yeah. had been able to protect the ball, but he had a lot of dropped interceptions mixed in there in the last month, and mm-hmm. it all came crashing down in that game against Cincinnati last week. Chris, I think your number's right. I think Indianapolis should be. Short of a field goal in this game. You have two. There's one and a half out yeah. there. I am absolutely not taking anything in this game because if you told me Pittsburgh with Trubisky goes in there and this defense looks great and the Steelers win like 20 to, 20 to 10. Okay, sure, I can see that. Or Indy's offense finds it again. Like they were, again, for a while, they were the only team that scored 20 points in every yes. game. And that got yeah. all the way into November before that game in Frankfurt against New England. And they re, they refine they find it again and offensively they win 24-17, 24-16. Yeah, sure. I could see that. Uh, but I am I've no idea. I've no clue. And I'm gonna just watch this game and see if there's some sort of in-game angle to go with. Boy, that's funny because I, I have a friend of mine, not, not one of my Pittsburgh guys, but a friend of mine from elsewhere. 
and he loves to you know text me every week what do you think of this what do you think I, he's in a contest and he's actually doing really well and he says i don't know what what do you think of the steeler game he says it opened two and a half or it opened three i think went yeah. down to as low, low as one and a half now it's ba- bouncing back up i says i gotta tell you i have no idea what to think of this game i really don't i have no idea whatsoever a lot of the things you just touched on, Jeff, I would echo the same sentiments. <sighs> there's, there's not much that would, if unless this game ended up, uh, forty-seven, forty-five, <laughs> uh, then I'd be surprised. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know what the hell's going to happen here. I really don't. You know, if if that, if, well, look again, we had the game last week on Thursday with the lowest point total of the year. Zoom over in the first half. The Raiders scored 63 points last night, so I, we know nothing. We, we, we know nothing at this point. And, and, Vinny, just to bring up the playoff picture, and I, I, the AFC is a jumbled mess right now, to yeah. put it politely. You have right now all at 7-6, and six, not in order of the current standing. Right. Buffalo, Denver, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Indy, and Houston. Right now, Indy and Houston, or excuse me, Indy and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. hold – the six and the seven mm-hmm. seed. Cleveland is eight and five as the five seed right now. I mean, this is a, a monumental game for yeah. the AFC playoff picture because oh, sure. if you look at the schedules, I mean, if Pittsburgh loses this game, they play Cincinnati next week. No gimme. And I would say. Mm-hmm. And Cincinnati is, well, is buying. I, I mean, it's, right. uh, what? That's probably a pick in Pittsburgh next week? Probably. Something they, like that. they go to Seattle. There'll be a dog in that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they go to Baltimore. And if the Ravens need that game week 18 to get the one seed, especially what happened earlier in the year, the Ravens yeah. will be a pretty oh, significant sure. favorite of that game. No doubt. Ravens will show up whether they need the game or not. They, uh, well, they, we've they they seen that in the past. The year they got the one seed in 2019, I think it was Duck Hodges playing for Pittsburgh in that game. Steelers needed the game to make the playoffs. And the Ravens' backups beat them. <laughs> so uh, you, you, you're right. They'll show up anytime. Indy. Their remaining schedule after this week, have fun figuring out the lines for a few of these games. At the Falcons, you have no idea what you're getting out of Atlanta on a weekly basis. The Raiders, that game's in Indy. We saw We saw two years ago in a similar situation, the Raiders, remember, won that game in Indianapolis en route to making the postseason two Mm -hmm. years ago, knocking Indy out the week before that disaster. Jacksonville is the 16-point favorite. Uh, And then Houston the final week of the season. Mm -hmm. So. Who's going to need the game? There, Houston, yeah. Houston, by the way, we'll get to Houston later. C.J. Stroud's yeah. not going to play on Sunday, and that's right. obviously a huge... Hopefully you know, he would be back by then. You would, yeah. you would, again, if, if it's more than one week for a concussion, that's usually a that's, very, very bad, bad sign. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how that plays. But, Vinny, again, these, these games for playoff, huge playoff implications in this one. And there are a few games this week with huge playoff Well, they should be, right, too. I mean, here we are. We have, uh, you know... Uh, we're down to you know less than a month ago in the, in the regular season. By the way, it looks like well the, the Steelers linebacking core is going to be able to go in yeah. this game, yeah, right? Correct. So Watt, Highsmith, right. I think, are uh, yeah, they're I mean, well now they're, with they some of the injuries. Those are the, those are know, the two best. Yeah, you know, Mink has not been a hundred percent all year, and uh, so and Hayward's been there. Uh, you know, he's been out. Um, you know. So otherwise, those are the two most important guys on yeah, the Watt, defense. Yeah, Watt cleared protocol yesterday. He's yeah. good. He's good to go. So, um, no real surprise that it's that money's showing for for the Steelers here, and maybe they just need to get out of town. I don't, yeah, I don't maybe. I'm not, maybe I'm simple not sure. as that. I, listen, we had Dave Damashek on uh, Frank's show earlier, and he would tell you, and I would tell you the same. I've been watching this team for years. 
This is the kind of game that they win, and the kind of game that they lose We're the last is the two and ten teams. You yeah. know, that's just wow. and, and it's happened time and time again. And and D- Dave had the the numbers uh, with with Tomlin as the coach. It's just happened time and time again. And the rosters turned over, so you can't be, blame the players. I mean, the you know the the key ingredient, the the similar ingredient is Coach Tomlin. Steelers on the money line. Per Chris Andrews. <laughs> Let's go to Saturday night. Denver and Detroit. Mm. You know, this game about two months ago would have looked like a horrible game. And now here yeah. it is. Denver right smack dab in the middle of the playoff chase in the AFC. The the Lions, the Lions have significant issues right now. Now especially, especially on defense. Now, now the Lions are still probably gonna win the the NFC North. Uh they played Minnesota twice. He split those games. You're you're still gonna win the division at ten at ten and seven if you're if you're Detroit more likely than not. Uh because I don't think Minnesota's capable of winning out. The the Broncos took full advantage of the Chargers mess last week. Mm-hmm. Uh after losing a, a game that was a lot closer than it should have been against Houston. They had actually a shot to win the game late. Wilson throws the, the desperation heave yeah. and the interception at the end of the game. Uh Vinny, you mentioned it. I think this Detroit defense is awful, and they have been awful now for six weeks. And yet at home, it's prime time. Uh, I get why betters have taken this from three and a half to four and a half, even at five at one point. I understand it. Denver's one of those teams that you kind of want to go against because of the way they've won these games. They've won it with forcing turnovers and taking advantage of short fields. That's not overly sustainable. But I don't know how you can lay any sort of points with Detroit right now with the fact their defense can't stop anyone. Well, to, the, the defense, the, the total tells you a bit too about their defense. Oh right? yeah, up to up to forty eight and, and you know up, up a couple of points off the opener too. Uh, not that the Broncos are a, a, a high scoring team, but it does. It's it's a bigger indictment, I think, of uh, of, of of the Lions' defense <laughs> and how how it uh, how poorly it's performed. Um, so. Look, three and a half got as high as five, I think. Uh, yeah. Right, and you know now four and a half here. So finally finding the uh, the buyback threshold uh, again. A game that's going to draw a lot of betting interest. Look at the look at the time slot it's in at five fifteen Pacific. So there's going to be plenty of interest in this game, plenty of betting on the game, and uh, you know what? If if the Lions are going to get right, this is a game that they have to have. But but. But who needs the game more too? And and that is that is the Broncos, right? I mean, after that yeah. disastrous start, so I, they they both. I would argue that, and I know Detroit's in really still very good shape to win the division. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in Minnesota. But you don't Minnesota, want to go into the playoffs no, so, I mean, on the current. Well, and also Minnesota's vibe. on a lose. Minnesota's an underdog this week. Green yeah. Bay just gave away a golden opportunity to make up ground on them with the loss on Monday night to the Giants. Yeah, I, I mean, Detroit can win one one of these last four and still win the division. Sure. But just to get yourselves right after what I mean, after the bye week, that defense has been awful, 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 awful just across the board. Yeah. 38 points against the Chargers, 26 against the Bears, the first game that they blew, 29 against Green Bay. They gave up 28 points to New Orleans, which is not easy to do. And then last week, 28 against Chicago. So I, I, I'm really concerned about them. Nice story. Obviously, they're going to make the playoffs, yeah. home playoff game for the sure. first time since Barry Sanders was there if they win the North. Uh, but just not, they're not a threat. They're not close to the other three top teams, even with Philly's issues. 
right. the NFC. Dallas, San Francisco, and the Eagles still clearly a notch back. Yeah, there's definitely been some separation uh, since that. Since we had them as fourth in the league, as a clear fourth, and they still might be the clear they, fourth. Matter of fact, I think they are. Yeah. Uh, but I was trying to look to see. You know, they they've been a little better at home, uh, certainly defensively, but you know, but not great. You know, I'm looking. They, you know, I'm just looking at the home games. Uh, gave up 29 to the Packers. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, yeah Thanksgiving. Yeah. The 37 back in week two to Seattle. As gave well. up 26 to the Bears. Yeah. A game that um, they almost, yeah. almost lost. Should have lost that game. Yeah, yeah should have lost that game. Come back yeah, they did hold the Raiders to 14, but other than the 63 they had last night, well, I was, think that wasn't much of an that, accomplishment. That was, that was the game that got McDaniel fired. Uh, McDaniel yeah. fired, I should say. Yeah. And. The only touch, the Raiders had one offensive touchdown in that game. The other one was a pick six, uh, Marcus yeah. Peters. So their defense will maybe a shade better at home, but nothing to go crazy over. Oh, I agree. Um, but I think, I think they're better at home. You know, like their offense is a little better at home. Um, you know, I was looking, and by the way, Frank Schwab, if you're listening, I kind of gave you some, I was reading my notes backwards here. I opened the game three and a half. Okay. And they bet me quickly. And I moved up to the market because there was fives out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I moved, I think I moved to four, and then they laid that. I went to five very quickly. Uh, since then, uh, we've been doing some two-way business. So uh, this is one of those games right now. I'm not sure who I'm going to need in this game. But uh, I think I'm at four and a half with yep. this one right yes. now. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, you know, that seems to be a pretty decent number. That's a number that's everywhere. Four and a half, 48 seems like the standard. I will tell you this, though. If you're looking to bet the Lions, I'd probably lay the money line, you know, you know, with, with a defense that weak, uh, that, that, one, yeah. yeah, that, that back door is going to be just wide open. What, so what is money lines? $2 like $2 yeah, you can yeah. get. I think that's probably the, the best way to go. If you're going to play the Lions. Let's go to Sunday guys. Let's, uh, I'm going to start at the bottom of the rotation board because I don't want to forget about it because this was the Monday night game that got flexed. Backwards, yeah. Kansas City and and. By the way, I do not like that. You don't like the Monday Night Flex? No, I mean, if what if you're somebody from Kansas City and you had plans to go out to New England and you know, all, you, know you made all your arrangements, hotels and all that other stuff. And all of a sudden, you're playing Sunday morning. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's just it doesn't seem right, honey. I'll make it up to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Chiefs guys, of course. All the noise this week. Look, Canaries Tony just has to line up a foot backwards, and the narrative very different uh, than than what it ended up being from now on against the yeah. Bills. By the way, we did see one last night as well. Yeah, well, they, was it just twenty two or twenty three this year compared to on, two last year and one the year before? Sixteen now after last yeah. night to two and one. Again, point go. of emphasis. But also, he was clear. He was full yeah. foot and a half in front of the line, in front of the ball. Uh, Chris, you open nine and a half on this game with Kansas City. You mm -hmm. touch ten. You're back down yeah. to eight and a half. Total thirty-seven and a half. I, you know, how much of what we saw last week from New England was just one game? How much of that was sustainable moving forward from Bailey Zappi? I, I don't think any of it was. Personally, I think just Pittsburgh wasn't ready to play. Right. And then once they were ready to play, New England did nothing the rest of that game. No points in the second half. Just held on for dear life. And for Kansas City. This goes one of two ways. Either this game is uncomfortably close or Kansas City does what they did to the Raiders a few weeks ago. 
where maybe they get off to a slow start, but then run them out and cover a bigger number on the road uh, just to get themselves the quote-unquote get-right spot here with Kansas City? I don't know. I mean, it's. Uh, I think Kansas City definitely has some problems, you know, oh, yeah. and I know that, uh, you know, uh, Kelsey's saying they really don't. And unfortunately, they, they do. And we've been waiting for it, really. We kind of thought it would come to fruition last year. Of course, they won a Super Bowl last year. <laughs> right. So, I mean, let's not knock them too bad. But now I think it is kind of coming to fruition. Let's not forget, Kelsey's getting a little bit older, too. And what Kelsey was in September and October may not be what Kelsey is now in December. Maybe a little bit different. He may be wearing down. Listen, there's a lot of pressure on him. He is unquestionably the number one target on the offense. And uh, and everybody knows it, including the defense. Uh, so that there there's some issues there. Uh, you know, total is relatively low. I hate to lay points certainly on the road and a total that's that low. Uh, but I, I'm not sure about the Patriots either. You know, you talk about Bailey Zappi, and they did do nothing the second half against the Steelers. Uh, you know, Steelers got caught unawares. Whatever, like I, we mentioned in the last game. The, you know, Tomlin's teams have had a habit of doing that over the years. Um, I, I kind of, I you know, gun to my head, I'd probably play the Chiefs, but not crazy about them in any way, shape, or form. I think weather <clears throat> bear, uh, bears watching the weather, uh, particularly right in uh, back east uh, this this coming weekend, and so um, I don't know. So the Chiefs lost. Back to back, have lost back to back games. I think for the, is it the first time under under Mahomes? Uh, uh no, no, no. But it's 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 no, the first this, time. This, 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 they've lost back to back December games for the first time yeah, with Mahomes, right? But not but back to back in general. But it's been a bit, of, yeah. you know. Now to think that maybe they're, you know, they're gonna they're gonna drop three in a row. That's probably a lot to ask. Uh, yeah, and now listen, you know this. I've got to tell you, um, the, you know, the Steelers, I think I'm, I'm surprised you know, because they, the Steelers' defense is, is really their trademark this year. And, you know, what what Zappi and the Patriots did was was a stunner. This is, i tell you what, for the Chiefs, it's their defense that's really carried them this year when you think about it. You know, you've got the most drops by any wide receiver core in the league. Uh, a great, a terrific quarterback. You can make a case that he's he's – the best, uh, you know, he's definitely one of the best, but he, he may be the best quarterback. Um, so, you know, to Chris's point, if you're, you're getting points here, it could be could be a premium uh, in in a game that look, you know what the that's why every week makes you think, and you have to just take every game individually, right, Chris? I mean, you you you, you yeah. go to the. The Patriots before what last week they hadn't scored in how many games or how many, how many points did they score? Yeah, the Patriots were the first team since the 1938 Chicago Cardinals to yeah. give up ten or less points and lose all three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so and then what they did last week. So um, I, I doubt we're going to see that high of uh, that high water mark of ten again. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I keep I, thinking of my dear departed friend Paul Sauner from Reno. Would love to bet favorite and under in Excellent. spots like this. And this, I, I, I was chuckling as you were talking because I could see Paul being all over all this. Over it. Favorite and under. He says, Chris, I'm telling you, it'll be 17 nothing. That's, you know, that's, <laughs> I, I believe me, I know Paul. I wish you, God bless. I wish he was still around. That's but this cool. is the kind of game that he would love to play. You got the weather there, Jeff? Jeff? Was it... Just uh, uh, rain. That's it. Rain. Uh, all right. Uh, 
10 mile an hour winds, okay. not even not a lot of wind. Right. Yeah. Might not even be raining a kick. So okay. I might actually be okay. All things considered. All right. all right. Now to a game you can get into in for 34 cents on the secondary ticket market. That's the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. I'll yeah, take two. They were going for 34 cents on the secondary market earlier in the week. I'm taking if I the had them, I would sell them to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the whole staff. I'd take the 68 cents and go home. Panthers and the Falcons. Wow. Of course, Carolina, the worst team in the NFL. Uh, hasn't gotten any better since they fired Frank Reich. Uh, the Falcons are in a three-way tie at the top of the NFC South at six and seven. Uh, Falcons are three. Uh Every single Falcon game this year, Chris, has had a line that has not exceeded four in either direction. How about that? They play close games, too. Uh, yeah. The highest line in a Falcon game this year has been four. So um, I, here you are again at three this week against Carolina. On that's funny. I, I was I had dinner with some friends of mine last night. They're all betters, you know. And the one guy told me, he says, I swear to God, this is the truth. I he he's in a pick'em league and he plays every game every week. He has yet to pick a Falcon game right, <laughs> I on it. or against. I believe on it. or against. So Terry, if you're listening, who do you like? So give us a hint so we know not to. My numbers came to two and a half in this game. Um, you know, they they we were, we were at three and a half. They laid me the three. I went to three and a half. They took it back, uh, which I can see. But I mean, I wouldn't go crazy over it. Uh, what that? What do I give Carolina for a home field? Not much. Shouldn't be anything, right? I do give them one and a half. You know, probably half point more than I should. Excuse me. So the, I, uh, I will say this: just just looking at this real quick, the largest line in an Atlanta game this year actually came, <laughs> actually came in uh, in Week One against Carolina. That was the largest line in a Falcon game this really? year, three and a half three or four, depending wow. on where you were looking. Would you be shocked if Carolina won this game? I wouldn't be shocked nah. with anything nah. with these teams in the nah. NFC South. Um, look, low number, low total. Uh, uh, just you mentioned six and seven, but they're, they're all the three of them are six and seven, right? Yeah, it's a three-way tie at the top. It's I mean, six and seven. It's uh, the great division, Vinny. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of them will host a playoff me. game. Yeah, one of them will host the NFC East runner-up in a playoff yeah, like game. Like Seattle indeed. did the year they were seven. And, and yeah. what, what, Chris? They would have to imagine, regardless of who wins this division, will be a touchdown dog at home against any either Philly or Dallas. Yeah, somebody Especially asked if it's Dallas. Somebody asked me about a month ago. Might have been you, Jeff. Yeah, and I said, uh, you know, what would you make Dallas at? Pick a team. I, I think it was yeah. Dallas at New Orleans at the yeah, time. Pick I a team. Yeah. Uh, I said seven and a half. Yeah, you know? I, I, I mean that's so. probably pretty close to what it is. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and we still got a month left. We still know, got but... a month left. We got still got plenty of time for the winner of this division to be three games under five hundred. So, <laughs> uh, the only thing is, Atlanta has this game against Carolina. Tampa mm -hmm. still plays Carolina again. Yes, uh, you see the schedules on your screen. Atlanta's schedule actually relatively manageable. Uh, granted, I would not expect them to win more than two of those games. Indianapolis at home at the Bears at New Orleans. Saints will get to their game against the Giants in a little bit. Thursday night in L.A. against the Rams, the Bucks, uh, and the Falcons. Uh, Tampa has the most difficult one, at least in my opinion, of the competitive teams at Green Bay, Jacksonville, New Orleans, and Carolina to end their season. Carolina, it doesn't matter. They're going to have the first pick, and it's going to the Bears regardless of what ends up yes. happening.
uh, the rest of the way. All right, speaking of the Bears, how about the Chicago Bears? Where if they didn't blow that game in Detroit about a month ago, we'd be legitimately talking about yeah. them finding a way to sneak into the postseason mm-hmm. with the way they have played over the last few weeks. Uh, on the road at Cleveland, Joe Flacco, they finally put him on the 53, Vinny. They finally well, they did. did. <clears throat> yes, they were they did. wise to do that. They finally did it. Flacco will start the rest of the year. Uh, Chris, to me, this is the toughest game to bet on the board this week because you open three and a half, you're down to three. Uh, total's been between 37 and a half and 38 the whole week, right down to 38. This is a really difficult game for me because it feels like we're getting close to the peak of the market on the Bears. But I think we're starting to, I, I think we're overvaluing Joe Flacco just a little bit as well. So it's one of these two, one of these scenarios where I think you have overvaluing going on both sides, which makes it a pretty hard game for me to get a read on here with the Bears visiting the Browns. Well, the thing about the Bears, you know, Fields is so inconsistent, and part of that is that he looks really good at times. He was you know, awesome last yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, he looks really, really good. <laughs> and then, and then other weeks he looks absolutely atrocious. You know, which one are you getting? Now he's going against a very, very good defense here. Um, you know, so let's keep that in mind. So, I mean, I, I actually made this game a little bit higher. I'm not crazy about betting the Browns in this spot. But uh, I think you, you do have this young, inconsistent quarterback going against a very, very good defense. I have to think this is going to be one of the bad games for Justin Fields. I'll probably wind up, wind up needing the Bears, but I'm not going to be crazy about needing them. I think, I think right now I, I, I would believe the, the Browns are the right side. Browns' defense is even better at home. Uh, yeah. And one of the things that is problematic for the Bears, as well as they've played, in the last few weeks, they I think they lead. They're at the, near the top or at the top of the league in offensive penalties. They shoot themselves in the foot quite often. Um, this and and uh, listen, you Flacco. Uh, less than a month ago, he was on his couch. I mean, this guy's played terrific when you think He's about excellent. it. Excellent, he played really well. Yeah, and that's why I was surprised last week when we were you know we were sort of a little tongue in cheek, but it's true. They tell, they announced that the guy is is the starter for the and rest of the year, and, and they the put him squad. and they put him on the practice squad. <laughs> and somebody could have picked him up. Yeah, somebody could like pick the Steelers. Him up. Yeah. I mean, think about that. How how crazy would that have been? Uh, you know, if the, if the division rival picks him up and pays him what he you know what he's looking for. So, uh, but that didn't happen, and uh, I, I think Chrissy's right. I think I think there's going to be more support uh, for the Browns in this game. Certainly, uh, uh, House is going to need the Bears in this game. I. Uh... I still can't believe Joe Flacco's looked as good as he has these first yeah. two weeks. And that's why right now Kevin Stefanski is my coach of the year. You have four quarterbacks. You might be, you're on good your point. way to the playoffs. Good point. Uh, it'll be two times in four years for Stefanski winning the award. Of course, he won it in 2020 as well when the Browns were oh so close to upsetting Kansas City in the divisional round, which may have changed the course of NFL history just a little bit of Baker Mayfield makes a Super Bowl in 2020. All right. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, him and the Bucks are on the road at Green Bay this week. Boy, what a I, I know it's DeVito Mania in New York, but boy, what a bad loss for Green Bay to lose that game yeah. at the Meadowlands on Monday night. The Bucks, of course, they found a way in a game that Atlanta statistically dominated. They won that game in Atlanta last week. Mayfield had to drive at the end of the game. And the Bucks right now, if the playoffs started today, they would be the ones who have the home game. They have the tie breaks right mm-hmm. now in that division at six and seven. Chris, you open three and a half with the Packers. 
went down to three. It's now back to three and a half. Mm-hmm. Total's 42. Uh, peak was 43 on this game. Uh, with the hook, I don't have much interest in this one. Uh, I, I think Green Bay at three was 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 good, uh, especially now maybe buying a little bit low after the market was uh, was at the at the peak of what they were last week, being as big of a favorite on the road as they were against the Giants. And for Tampa, I, all these NFC South teams are terrible. None of them are any good, even though Tampa might be the best of the bunch because they have the quarterback I trust the most of the three that are in the mix. Most experienced roster too. Yeah. Right. Super Bowl caliber, the well, not anymore, but guys who played in the Super Bowl on that defense. So, uh, you know, there's some pretty respected opinions, I think, on the Packers here, yeah. with, uh, bouncing back. And, uh, but the Bucks, they they just battled. Uh, you know what? They, if, if you look at their games, it's funny. Atlanta last week, Jeff, you you brought up a good point about Atlanta. Really, statistically dominated that game. Atlanta statistically dominated the, the first game in Tampa a month ago, and barely won. Won by, by a field by goal. a field goal. You know, so um, it these games play out in such in such ways aside from the statistics too. You know, uh, so you know what this, uh, but but I, I think. I think this will be public on the Packers, and depending on how high the game gets, uh, then then it'll be pros on the on the dog, Chris. Yeah, I, I, you know, we're going to agree to disagree on that. I think the public is still uh, with uh, Devito mania, um, and I, I think they see the Packers as uh, beatable. Yeah, yeah, just just so. an average yeah. team. More yeah. I happen to like the Packers in this game. Um, you know, listen, if you're going to play, I'd like to lay the three, obviously, but it's moved away from the three up to three and a half. Um, you know, I, I respect Tampa Bay, and I, I always kind of like Baker Makefield. I thought that yeah. this is a kid that's, you know, really kind of gotten the short end of the stick. I mean, he took a, a, a winless Cleveland team to the playoffs the next year. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just think... He's not great. He's not, but he is gutty, and he's going to give you all he's got. But I, I still kind of like Green Bay in a bounce-back situation here. Uh, if I was out to play, I would probably play a money line or look to lay the three. I don't I don't give them a lot of credit for, uh, you know, for their bounce-back capabilities, but I do think they happen to be the right side in this game. Let's uh, go to the AFC South. C.J. Stroud, not going to play this week. Concussion. Davis Mills and his long neck will get the start. <laughs> for the Houston Texans, uh, the the Titans became the first team in 768 games to come back for with less than three minutes to go in regulation, down 14, and win the game outright. How about that? As a two touchdown dog, no less, doing it. Well, I think in regulation, right? Correct. Is that what you said? Yeah, okay, yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, and Chris, Titans are three and a half in this game, 36 and a half. It's already been built into the market that Stroud wasn't going to play. Yeah. Suffering that concussion late in that jet game. Uh, I don't, even with the hook, I don't know how you can take Davis Mills in this spot. That's, well, that's what it comes down to for me. I just can't get there uh, with a Houston defense that, by the way, got exposed in a big way in the second half last week. Well, again, I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. You know, I think right now, if you look at it, you're definitely buying high on a Titans team that, let's face it, is not very good, Jeff. They are not. They came back from, they had they a not. miraculous win last week, which was, I mean, it, 
we just talked you just talked about it's going to go down in the annals of nfl history is one of the great comeback wins of all time so i think you're buying high on the titans and uh you know where the texans exposed defensively and no cj stroud uh yeah i think and you're kind of buying low on the texans you know so i i think we see both those things going in opposite directions and i i, I kind of like the texans in this spot uh especially with the three and a half i just think it's it's gotten you know a little bit overdone with with that particular situation Texans pretty beat up too though injury wise i think i think when you look at this i think the titans are healthier overall particularly at the uh not only skill positions but uh at, at key positions defensively now mills wasn't awful last year i mean this is a Mill, mills had his not awful no um had his moments he's got you know serviceable for for sure um you know levis talk about a warrior i mean you gotta you know love this kid's uh this kid's makeup at the way way he plays but i mean laying three and a half here uh i can tell you this uh if if this game gets to four i'll give you my patented <coughs> don't blink yeah so maybe that's what uh some of the folks are waiting for Nico Collins is questionable as well. That's a, so, that's, well, of course, we saw Tank yeah. Dell go out for the year He's with a broken out. fibula yeah. right. two weeks ago. Now, with Collins, and that's part of the reason I think it got away from Houston last week. Yeah, I mean, fair. Stroud yeah. was without both of his top two targets. The Jets' defensive line annihilated their own line as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, we'll, we'll played a good first half. Oh, what, nothing, nothing? What, nothing, nothing? Hey, Defensively. Hey, look, again, nothing, nothing game that goes over the total is always a lot of fun, guys. <laughs> um, uh, nothing, nothing at half at 30. What was it? It was uh, 36 second half points. Pushed that thing over. Yeah, 30, 30 to 6. 30 to 6 in the second half. All right. Tommy DeVito. By the way, Vinny, I just have to ask you this. Why are you not getting in inducted into the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame? I thought right. I was. I, I mean, that's the introduction. You're going to be in Chicago then. The introductions I mean, are tonight. I'm working. Uh, I'll be it, via satellite. Uh, there you go. The inductions <laughs> tonight. Uh, Tommy DeVito's <laughs> agent is going in uh, tonight to that to that Hall of Fame in Chicago. Uh, I mean, what a... I, I said this on Twitter the other day. This feels... You beat, first of all, let me... You, you beat the Packers. Okay, you go to Chicago. There's no question about it. They're going to be welcome with open arms. Oh, right? yeah. Say so. oh, yeah. That, there's no coincidence. Ask so, Ryan McCormick there. Uh, yeah, sure. So, so DeVito, look, uh, uh, NFC Offense Player of the Week, Tommy DeVito. Ryan McCormick was there to see it as well at MetLife Stadium in their upset win over the Green Bay Packers. I mean, New Orleans, they go to New Orleans now. Saints are five and a half. There was nothing that inspired confidence with that win last week from the Saints. Nothing. At one point, Derek Carr had 13 completions for 37 yards. So, Didn't they get outgained by like 200 yards or something? Uh, no, I, I don't think so because uh, Carolina. They were outgained. They were outgained. They, they were outgained by, by 96 Carolina. yards. 96, but I mean, okay. Carolina, yeah. Carolina averaged three and a half yards a play. Yeah, that was just a matter yeah, of Carolina okay. running more plays more than anything. Uh, but I, I don't know. This New Orleans team, I don't know why to keep trotting Carr out there. He's clearly not healthy. He's completely ineffective. And... If it wasn't for the fact that this feels like this line is down because of what the Giants have done these last three games, which make it a little bit harder for me to go take the Giants at five and a half here, I how can you? I can't bet New Orleans either. I mean that this is a classic stay away with how bad Derek Carr has looked, and the Saints seemingly keep getting away with it because they keep playing these horrible teams week in and week out. 
The Giants are not horrible. They're not. Anymore. They're well coached. I, I mean, can give you that. I, I will tell you this. And even if for whatever discord there may be on the coaching staff, right, Martindale. Uh, yeah, I Dave think Ola, they're fine. I think, you know, uh, you know, winning cures a lot of things. Yes, it does. Um, uh, and I think the Giants are getting a bit healthier this week too, Jeff, on the uh, – on the defensive side of the ball, I think they get is Waller was practicing. Waller was practicing. Waller was um, practicing. Which I will tell you this: for I'm sorry, Ryan. Yeah. Now Waller under under Daniel Jones was not utilized. Right? Not at all. Okay. A, a player like Waller, I believe, will be utilized uh, by Devito. And I, I think it just it, it, it just makes – and listen, you can't deny what, you know, maybe a flash in a pan, whatever it is. You can't deny current form. And um, no. they've, been, they've been one of the more consistent teams, and they're, they're, there's belief there. They're, 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 playing, as, uh, they're playing decent. Uh, so it's, it's, it's tough to go against a team with that kind of momentum right now and, uh, and, and the question marks uh, with the Saints, frankly. So – I'm going against what I just said about buying low and selling high because I think right now you are, if you don't, if you choose to play this game, you could be buying low on the Saints and selling high on the Giants. <coughs> Excuse me, but I'm going with the Giants in this yeah. one. I like the Giants, and I think a lot of things Vinny said about momentum, current form. I think that that has a lot to do with it. I mean, this team they they found their guy, and maybe it's a. Uh, I think you you called it like uh, similar to insanity. I mean, it's it's yeah. less it's yeah. a less believable yeah. insanity. I mean, yeah, less believable. I, I mean, that's that's what it is. I, I look at for for, and again for the Giants, like, you know what? You can have a quarterback. You can have a quarterback competition next year with Jones True. coming off the oh, ACL. Yeah. I think Devito's so. making no money, so like it's okay even if Daniel Jones look at the results is a really expensive backup right? for you yeah. next year yeah. if Devito does this for the last month of the season. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. Can I dare to say it? I mean, they still in the playoff race. I, I mean, mean I look can the, they finish I, nine and eight? Look, you know, if, look. If the Bears are in the race, the Giants are technically in the race too. Well, I'm looking. Well, they got the Eagles. Here's the problem: the twice, play, the Eagles, you know, they play Philadelphia on Christmas, and then they play them the final week yeah, of the year. That's going to be I just tough. have a hard time seeing them beating them more than maybe they shock them in MetLife the final yeah. week of the year. But I don't see them marching in Philly and beating them on Christmas. I don't I see them beating them twice either. Philly. You know, I really don't. Then, then, the then they play the Rams. They play the Rams, who are playing yeah. pretty good yeah. ball. Really yeah. lost last week against Baltimore, but I thought really looked pretty yeah. good. Honestly, uh, should have won that game. Yeah, yeah. probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so all right, let's go to the other New York team, the AFC Offensive Player of the Week, Zach oh, Wilson. Oh my God! As yeah, we all I expected, know. Devito and Wilson. The, the, the world the, is flat. What the? So so. This is actually, this is an interesting one again, where it's kind of the same principle we just talked about. So this game opened 12 and a half sight unseen, Chris. Yeah. Miami does whatever you call that on Monday night and loses that game to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. But now the injuries are starting to rack up on Miami's side. I, They're down three offensive linemen in this game against the pass rush you don't want to be down linemen to. Tyree Kill is a game-time decision on Sunday as well. This got all the way down to eight. It's been pushed back to nine. It's kind of the same deal for me as the other game where I think what you said is right, Chris, where, yeah, you're you're kind of, you can sell higher on the Jets because they actually had an offensive performance last week. And you could buy low in Miami coming off of that disgusting loss on Monday night. 
But I don't know why you'd want to do that with the way that Jet defense can match up. And if Tyree Kill doesn't play, boy, when Tyreek wasn't on the field on Monday night, Miami couldn't move the ball against Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, guys were saying this this proves that Tyreek Hill should be the MVP. I, I agree with those guys. I, I agree with that logic. I'm not sure he's going to get Won't there. Happen. You know, yeah. But I think right now that game uh, exposed just how how vulnerable Miami is um, with with a weak offensive line and, and with three offensive linemen out. And you have to start questioning, are they a paper tiger? You know, now a paper tiger can certainly win as a nine-point favorite. Uh, but I, I kind of think the Jets are, the more I look at this game, I think the Jets are the right side here, you know. And I got to tell you, I'm probably going to need Miami in this one. This is going to be a tough one for me to overcome. So I hope the public comes out and starts betting them. We get, uh, I opened 12 and a half. They took the 12 and a half and the 12 off, man. That's probably... Probably a mistake on my part. I probably should have opened that a little bit lower. But uh, listen, I did what I did, and well, you know we'll we'll let them play on Sunday and see what happens. Well, I mean, if Miami just doesn't blow the lead, the number probably doesn't. It, right. it moves a little bit, but I don't think it's as aggressive. Right. In the move, I think a part of it is that people obviously the last thing they saw Miami blowing a fourteen point lead in the last mm -hmm. three minutes. And again, Vinny, I, I we we just said it. I mean, Tyree yeah. Kill. Even if Tyreek Hill plays, he's not going to be a hundred percent. Which well, we, for a guy like that, where the speed is the no, is the yeah. biggest asset, that's a problem. Well, we talked about it a, a few weeks ago with Tyreek Hill. I think you you mentioned Jeff. There were spots out there where he was fifty to one. Uh that was about a month that's, ago. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, uh, again, I'm not not to critique it, but that's absolute value. I mean, if you if you had a ticket fifty to one now, you're in a driver's seat to do whatever you want with. Yeah you know, with anybody else. But all that said, you know, we've said that there were two teams that with good records and scored a lot of points and did a lot of good things against inferior opponents. Let's see what they do when they play a good team. Well, we saw what the Cowboys did last week. Against, ah, they handled their business. Against, against <laughs> the Eagles. Um, we're going to get another chance to see, you know, what, what the Dolphins do here within this final month, right? They've got some really big games coming up, but they've got to produce outside of this AFC East, and again, with including the Bills, right? I mean, yeah. so which they're gonna they're, they're gonna get, they get again. Buffalo Week eighteen so, in so, Miami, yeah. you know, um, which is good for them. Uh, uh, but still, there's got to be some more consistency. the 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 all the line injuries are, are critical. I mean, they're collectively. Well, it's, I mean, they're as big their, as Hill individually. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Harrison's going to start yeah. at center this yeah. week. That's yeah. that's a big deal with Quinn no and Williams question. going on the other side. Centers are yeah. underrated. A hundred percent. To the number. Yeah, and, and Connor Williams, their number one center out for the year, torn ACL on Monday night. Yeah. So, uh, again, for Miami, that was the game. That was the gimme game that they lost on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. To get them to ten wins. And well, I mean, let's be honest. With three minutes left, it looked like the gimme was a gimme. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Tennessee did everything in their power to hand them sure, three get, touchdowns. I mean, they had three touchdowns they in did. that game. They uh, did the pick six. The, yeah. the muffed punt where the kid went to go grab the ball off the hop, yeah. and then Levis firing the ball into the Atlantic Ocean off Derrick Henry's helmet. I mean, yeah. and they still lost the game. I, I look. I would be very alarmed. Miami, if they if they get upset again this week, and I'm not saying they will. But if they do, they play Dallas the week after that. They go on the road to Baltimore, and then they play Buffalo. And they play Buffalo. I didn't yeah. mention an easy game in the bunch no. there. Those final three. No, and believe me, whatever happens in this game tomorrow, they're going to feel it because this Jet defense. Yeah, no, I know it's not an easy physical. game for them, regardless. Yeah. Uh, before Tim Boyle threw the hell mary, that was a four point game at halftime. If it wasn't for that nonsense.
All right, Niners and the Arizona Cardinals. Boy, guys, the Niners are just a juggernaut right now, just de demolishing everything in their path. Uh, Seahawks did cover the closing numbers last week, though, against mm -hmm. them. Uh, now on the road, and people have been taking Arizona here from 13.5 down to 12 with a total of 48 with San Francisco on the road here, Vinny. Maybe a little bit of a, uh, you know, maybe a, maybe a bit of a letdown. I don't know. But the thing about this Niner team is they go about their business. Sure do. Um, Sometimes they start a little bit slow. We did see that in uh, Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago. But when they're healthy, which they are pretty much for the most part, um, they're they're the, they're the best team in 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 the league. Forget not just the conference. So um, again, I, I don't know if they're a look ahead spot. Sometimes there there are just like little uh, kind of letdowns a little bit in 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 the pros here. I don't and but I. Look, this team knows it. They know that they know that the Cardinals beat the Cowboys at home. They know that the Cardinals beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. So, um, pretty well coached here. I, I mean, they'll, they'll remain focused. Will they cover the number? Uh, the 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 people that grabbed the thirteen and a half. That's not your casual fan. I can tell you that. I respect that. Nah, I'm you know. I still think this looks like a little bit of a diminishing returns game to mm -hmm. me. You know, I think, uh, and not that they're coasting. I mean, I, I don't see them as a coast job. They, they, they don't have that really in them. But they do have the Ravens coming up next. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, this is a game they absolutely should win. And I think, I, I think barring something absolutely crazy, they will win it. But I do think that number is just a little bit high to be laying on the road. Um, you know, I, 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 I think 10 is probably a better number, but, uh, you know, listen, that's where we are with the number is 12 and, uh, I yeah. see some 11 and a half's out there, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not out there begging for nine or money. I don't need to do that. There's plenty of it out there. Yeah, no, it's uh, and again for the Niners, again, if they win out, they will have home field throughout the NFC playoffs, which will make it incredibly difficult for anyone to upset them along the way. Even if it's Dallas, we already saw that once this year and the Niners. Mm -hmm. Ran him out of the building in Levi's earlier in the year. They I think Dallas is better now, though. I, I would tend to agree with that. But again, as we've talked about with Dallas, and we'll get into it in a moment with their road game, they're so much. They're a different team at home as as opposed no to away from AT and T. All right, uh, Rams and Commanders next. Commanders six and a half point dogs on the road. Uh, Rams uh, had a shot to win in Baltimore last week. Yeah, Lose on a walk up yes, punt return uh, in overtime. Uh, Chris, this game's been pretty stable. Uh, over the last few days, it's six and a half with the Rams. Of course, you opened seven, but stability at six and a half over the last four days. Yeah, they took the seven pretty quick. We went to six and a half, and since then, we haven't had to move. Yeah, so good two-way action at the six and a half. Uh, I don't see this game moving anywhere else. You know, I don't see that right now. But listen, I've been around a long time, and you know, sometimes these moves do come come to fruition uh, in the last uh, day or two. But uh, I think it's a pretty good number for a pretty good team who's playing a pretty bad team. But I think six and a half is probably enough. Um, you know, I, I did open seven. I like seven a little bit better, but I don't see us getting back there. I think there's enough uh, enough Washington money to keep us at six and a half. Commander's coming off the break, right? Uh, and, and the Rams coming off a really physical game. Yeah. You know, Chris, we were talking and about in this overtime. And, yeah. in overtime. Um, 
you have to credit McVeigh with the job he's done with this team too. You know, a nice blend of veterans and young players. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Rams, dangerous team. They they can they can beat anybody. Um, but this is a game that the you know they'll take care of business on. It's just a question of how much. I I, I think that there's going to be support for a Rams on Sunday, and the fact that this game is in the afternoon. I'm going to disagree just a little. I, it wouldn't shock me if it goes back up only because of carryover uh, of the carryover element as an afternoon game. Let's go to the big one in the afternoon. Dallas and Buffalo. Yeah. Bills, I mean, everything's there for the taking. Holding on and winning that game in Kansas City really kind of just changes the narrative here. Where, where if the Bills went out, forget just making the playoffs, they might steal the division out from underneath Miami. With they the got them head that, to head. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. with the way that everything's going, looking like it may trend for the Dolphins this last month, mm -hmm. uh, Dallas, they do need Philadelphia to lose once once in order to win the NFC East. The way that I, they currently own the tiebreakers, but they won't if both teams win out uh, because of the way that the tiebreakers end up going once the full schedule is completed. Uh, Dallas is a two point underdog in this game, Chris. Buffalo favored at home. Uh, one and a half to two and a half, back to two. Total at 50 and a half on this one. And I uh, just want to double check real quick because I didn't have anything in my notes on the weather being particularly poor. No, a little windy, but 50, 50 degrees in Buffalo in, uh, in December is pretty darn good, all heat things wave. considered. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. My power ratings came to Cowboys a slight favorite. But okay. right away, I looked at it. I said, boy. You know, I'm going to use uh, uh, Ray Rhodes, I think, used the example. You got, it's like the coyote and the rabbit. Okay. One's running for a meal and the other one's running for their life. And right now the cowboys are running for a meal. The bills are running for their life. And they, they, they do have the talent. I mean, there's no doubt. And uh, I still think they have a good coach in, in hand. And I think their quarterback is still really good. One of the best in the league. You know, just some crazy things have happened to him during the course of the year. Uh, I agree with where the number is right now. And I wouldn't go crazy betting on him laying, uh, laying points or laying any kind of money line or anything like that because I still think the game's probably about a toss-up one way or the other. It's going to be a key play here or there to make it. But I do think it's probably the right number on the game, even though my power ratings did come to uh, Cowboys, a very slight favorite here. Great game, uh, fun game. It's going to be a good game to to, to watch. Certainly a, a fun game to book. Everybody's going to get involved with it one way or the other. And uh, at the two, I mean, I guess if you like the Cowboys, you probably like them to win the game. So correct. Maybe take plus a dime. You know, uh, the way I would. That's I mean, the way if, I'm looking. If, to you, play. if you like the Cowboys, yeah. so. Um, and but again, I think there's going to be plenty of support for both sides in this one, and, and it's a game that. I think just about everybody's going to get involved with one I, or the I, other. Even I mean, if it's look, teasers, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Dallas up to eight, yeah. perfect teaser yeah. leg. Uh, yeah. The uh, if the Bills win, I mean, the Bills get the Chargers next week, and the Chargers are an unfathomable mess at this at this rate. And they're going to get the Patriots, which New England already beat them this year, so mm -hmm. revenge spot for the Bills. And then and then in Miami, week eighteen right. against the Dolphins. So. Heads up. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. it could be all for the taking in that week 18 That's game. Right. Very easily it could be 10 and 6 against 10 and 6. Winner take all in that spot. Would not shock me one bit. 
if that ends up being the case. The Sunday night we go, the Ravens, three-point road favorites against Jacksonville. Uh, this is a toggler, as you would say, fellas. Uh, three and a half and three. Uh, 42 to total on this one. You know, I know the Ravens are the favorites in the AFC. They look like they're going to get the number one seed. I don't know what it is. I don't trust them at all. I, oh, I don't, I don't either. I don't trust but the thing is, who do you trust in the AFC? Well, that's the problem. I don't trust anyone at the moment. I don't either. So, for me in this spot, remember the last year these game, these two teams played a wackadoo game in Jacksonville that the Jags scored a late touchdown mm-hmm. to steal that game mm-hmm. underneath mm-hmm. from Baltimore in route to winning to the AFC South. Trevor Lawrence, you imagine, will be more healthy in this game after playing. Actually, moved pretty well for having a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Against, a lot of credit mm-hmm. against that defense, no less. Moved pretty well in that game against mm-hmm. Cleveland. Yep. Uh, they put up 27 points. It was the turnovers that did them in more than anything in that mm-hmm. game against the Browns. Uh, I like Jack- Jacksonville outright in this spot. I-, I think this is a good, nice, hey, it's a- it is a step up in opponent. You're playing the team with the best record in the AFC. Mm-hmm. But Baltimore, to me, is a much, there's a, like we talk about with Dallas, considerable difference from home to road. They're still good on both, but it's. They're better on the road, Baltimore. Baltimore is better on the road, but. We have also seen this year as well, Baltimore, the game they blew on the road already this year, that they should not have blown to Pittsburgh. I think Jacksonville finds a way to get this thing done at home uh, on, on the Sunday night, winning this thing outright and stabilizing the ship for what could turn into a massive Indian te- and Houston both win. That's a three-way tie at the top of the AFC South all of a sudden. Yep. I have no idea what I'm going to need here. I made the number three. Um, and they toggled it. Yeah. Three, three and a half. So, I mean, it just depends on how far I want to go with the three and a half because they'll certainly take it, you know, but uh, I'll let them, uh, I guess I'll have to decide that on Sunday night. But, I, you know, I'm I'm not certainly opposed to what you've said. I made it uh, a dead three, and I think, uh, you know, we, we I think we're all in a grow. Well, me, you and I, I haven't heard from Vinny, but I think I could speak for my thing. Uh, the AFC looks wide open, and I don't sure think is. there's one team that we could say, yeah, they should be the odds-on favorite, as is uh, San Francisco in the NFC. I think when it comes down to the AFC, watch who's playing really good at the uh, you know in these, in these next months leading up to the postseason, and uh, even if they, maybe especially if they're on the road, uh, you're going to be able to get a nice price uh, on the conference futures. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's wide open. This one here, I mean, it's simple, right? It's they're going to lay three, they're going to take three and a half, and we need the game to not you need the game not be Baltimore by three. That's it. Yeah. Anything I mean, it's but that. Straightforward. Okay. So. In, in those situations, I usually hold the three as long as yeah. I can. Yeah. You know, so if that's the case, I'll probably need the Jags come Sunday night. All right, let's go to Monday before we get out of here today. Uh, the betters are taking Seattle, Chris. Yeah. Uh, you're the only three and a half left in the market. It's mostly three minus twenty on right. the favorite right now. Uh, you open four, down to as low as three, so that three and a half actually uh, a recent move right before we went on the air here. Uh, 47 and a half, I will be totally honest with both of you. I have no clue what to expect out of this game because I need to see if Geno is going to be ready to play uh, and how healthy he is if he does play. I, after watching Drew Locke last week, I don't think there's much of a difference between a compromised Geno mm-hmm. and, and Drew Locke. Yeah, agreed. Um, and for Philly, how do you respond in a season where they had won all the close games, and they have won all the close games this year, and you just got your teeth kicked in back-to-back weeks, mm-hmm. San Francisco put it on them, and then Dallas put it on them again this past week. 
How does that team, that this group isn't used to getting kicked in the teeth like that back-to-back weeks, how do you respond on the road against a team that is, like you said, a des- desperate football team right now? Seattle needs this game. Oh, yeah. If they lose, they're 6-8 and eight and need to win out to get in the playoffs. That's like my that one friend I was telling yep, you about. Exactly. He, he was texting me. He says, what do you think? I like the Eagles minus three. I said, well, minus three, at least you got a good number. Right. I said, but, uh, you know, yeah, this is a very desperate team, Seattle, right now. And they, they certainly believe they can get in the playoffs. And if we expose Philly for maybe not being quite as good as we thought they were, and I think that's a legitimate question. Uh, they did lose to two juggernauts, uh, but they lost convincingly, really. Um, I don't know. I think right now, uh, I think I kind of like Seattle in this game. And, um, you know, I'm at three and a half, and uh, I got to go back and take a look and see why we're there. But, you know, they'll lay the three, and they'll take the three and a half. And, again, I'll have to see how far I want to go with this thing because right now, I mean, they're still going to be a very, very public team, and I can't say the same about Seattle at this point. I think if you're Philly, you've got to say, look, the schedule's before us, and if we if we can run it, we can win the division. Well, if you run it, right? if San so, Francisco loses once and Philly wins it, out, Philly gets the one seed. Then they get the one seed. But yeah. it, it, the first focus is on the division. So, um, and you know, this is this is they're the better team here. It's just a matter of what their psyche is, and I think that they can overcome it. Um, but again, you're going to have another game here. You're going you're going to have a three. And it's just like the Raven game. They're going to take the three and a half, and they're going to lay the three with the road with the road team. And from our perspective, we don't we don't need that uh, that 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 number to fall. That's plain and simple. The Eagles' uh, schedule gets absurdly easy after this. Two with yeah, the Giants two, and the yeah. Cardinals. It, the, so the Giants, you, it goes Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Yeah, if right? you if they beat the Seahawks, right? You even with all the issues they've had the last few weeks, exactly. And everyone's saying, oh, they've been a luck box this year, all that. We're probably going 14 and three here. Just, and winning to the NFC East yet again. Mm-hmm. Just get us home for the playoffs and we'll figure it out. I, that, 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 that's that's got to be, be the what message, the attitude right? is at this so, point. Yeah, if they get that week off, you know, yeah. forget home field. If they get that week off, you know, things could uh, you know, come together quickly for that team that's, that's you know, had some troubles. So. Yeah. And again, I, I don't. Be interesting to see what the Ravens Niners game ends up being on Christmas night, which is an unbelievable game to wrap up yeah. that week sixteen. I don't see the Niners losing the other three games on their schedule. Cardinals, Commanders, Rams. I just don't see them losing any of those three. So the one seed could very easily come down to San Francisco handling their business at home against Baltimore. They do that, playoffs go through Santa Clara and it could be awfully difficult for anyone to come out. They might not go through Santa Clara. But they're going through the Niners. That yeah. I can tell you. Well, and regardless here, if the Niners Niners playing the Super Bowl here, there'd be a, a Niners fan or two uh, oh, here. here so. for yeah, that, oh, yeah. Can I tell you something about the Niners fans, too? They got a lot of money. Oh. I wouldn't mind seeing them in this <laughs> they time. They back them. Yeah, they got a sure lot do. of money. Chris, Vinny, fun as always. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Uh, Alex White and I back at 8 in the morning. College hoops, three NFL games, college yeah. bowl games, a lot to get to. On the show tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. right after Race Day Las Vegas, which is at 7 a.m. with Ralph Sirocco, giving you all you need to know across the country in horse racing. For Vinny Maliulo, Chris Andrews, big thanks to Jerry, Sean, and Ryan. Great work as always. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you again tomorrow, 8 a.m. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio.